long-form conversations where nuance can be unpacked, where ideas that on the surface can seem polarizing, right or wrong, uh, can be explored. And that kind of leads us to this Pierce Morgan, Andrew Tate conversation. If you're on the internet, you know that the internet is seldom expecting people to critically think through their positions. Oftentimes, they're snapshot judgments. People are just, hey, this guy's a misogynist. This guy's good. This guy's bad. This guy's the devil. This guy's this. And so if you are 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 curious, I think this is by far the best resource in terms of like who Andrew Tate is in one situation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm going to jump into this conversation, and I'm going to get play it and stop it as I go and give you guys my thoughts. Let's check it out. So one of the most infamous men in the world, Andrew Tate's misogynistic tirades have been viewed billions of times online. He's now been effectively banned, though, from the internet. He doesn't think that's fair. Tonight, I'm going to try and work out if it is. I like how out the gate he says misogynistic tirades. From London. It's good that he shows his hand, right? This is Piers Morgan Uncensored. Well, good evening from London and welcome to a special edition of Piers Morgan Uncensored. Andrew Tate, one-on-one. He's the most famous man you've probably never heard of with billions of views online. At one point this year, more people were searching Google for Andrew Tate than Donald Trump or Kim Kardashian. Former professional kickboxer, he was kicked off Big Brother in 2016 after a video emerged of him striking a woman. What they now both claim was a consensual sex game. He's since made millions as a pornographer <laughs> and casino owner in Romania, but it's his online videos that have made him notorious across the world, posing as a playboy with fast cars, cigars, weapons and cash. He rants about his often scandalous views on women. Or instruct a female to provide sustenance. Cook. So I think my sister is her <laughs> husband's property, yes. Yo, this intro, I didn't watch this intro. I, was just, I started right in the, in the conversation. So I, like, didn't see this first, like, minute thing. This is, this is, this is nuts. Like... This entire this entire intro is 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 wild, man. Uh, yeah, men, they can get as rich as him by paying for his digital life lessons. I have a hundred business tips I'm going to teach you, which will allow you to make your own money instantly. But a minute, the the building uh, business off of cam girling and that whole bit. I think that's an important caveat to Andrew Tate, like. The way he built his fortune was off of lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, right? It's like he built a fortune, the, the fortune selling people, and in his own words, a lot of times, he, he, him and his brother said, scamming men, pretending, operating as if they were the cam girls in the chats. And um, that's kind of, that's kind of uh, foul. Like, that, 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 that's kind of jacked up, right? So he builds his fortune off of that, and I think some of the the confidence and the over the top. I mean, he's always had the bravado, but a lot of this have came after the fact, in my opinion, in terms of giving him the credibility with the financial anchors and the cars and all that kind of stuff. But how someone makes their money is just as important as the amount of money they make. Well, media backlash, the net has closed on Andrew Tate. While millions still share his videos, he's effectively banned from the web, booted off Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. To his fans, he's a misunderstood satirist and a victim of big tech censorship. To many others, he's a malicious misogynist. Tonight, I'll try and get to the truth. As I have never heard anybody describe him as a satirist. Have you guys heard the word satirist used to describe him? 
I've never heard that word satirist. I've heard he's playing a character. I've never used the word satirist, though. That's interesting. Well, some of the opinions Andrew Tate shares in his videos are undeniably deeply offensive. We're going to show you some of them on this. Yes, yes, yes. Had your kids, had your wife. Explicit, explicit, explicit. You've been warned, okay? So, I think you should see them for yourself, not simply hear what he says about them or what other people say about them. Tens of millions of people across the world follow Andrew Tate, and with a big following comes a big responsibility, as well as a public interest in holding his views to account. If outrageous opinions are read aloud, they can be challenged and exposed for what they are. If they're silenced, the person holding these views can become a martyr. So that's why I invited Andrew Tate to come here tonight, and he joins me now live. So, Andrew, well, welcome, first of all. Um, you come all the way from Romania to Correct. do this interview. Correct. What, what do you hope to achieve from this interview? Why are you here? It'd be interesting to have a conversation with you. You've certainly been uh, the subject of your own divided opinions in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people <laughs> who say some of the things you say are perhaps dangerous or toxic. Uh, so I thought you'd be a good person to speak to about this subject. I didn't know much about you before this year. Uh, and then I suddenly became very aware of you, as the world did, because, as I said earlier, you, you were the number one subject searched on Google ahead of Donald Trump. Yeah. I didn't think it was even possible. Yeah. Why did you get... That's kind of crazy if you think about it, that a man who leveraged social media became the number one searched man. I don't know if that technically makes him the most famous man. Right? Like, is he like Michael Jackson famous? But that's still kind of wild to think about, that there, this was done without any studio, any record label, any platform, any movie, anything. Just TikTok, YouTube, yada, yada, yada. That's kind of, that's kind of powerful if you think about the time and era that we're in. Not, again, not how, but the possibility of it is, is really interesting. Only so popular stroke infamous, do you think? I exploded. Uh, I certainly didn't do that with magic. I've been on the internet for a very long time. I think in the world we live in now, as the other side, the other side, the people who disagree with me as they get more and more tyrannical in their censorships and their hate mobs, etc., as standard masculine practices are deemed toxic, I didn't put a magic spell on everybody. I managed to uh, accumulate a large amount of affinity with the male populace across the Western world because I'm simply saying things that many men believe, think, and feel. The problem I would say is I want to play you just a, a, a clip off the top. This is from Joe Rogan. He's somebody I, I absolutely love. Sure. And I think it explains to me what my what I presume my issue with you is going to be, right? Correct. And you, right, you have absolutely got the right to try and persuade me otherwise. Sure. But Joe Rogan said this about you. My 12-year-old and my 14-year-old asked me about Andrew Tate. And my 14-year-old asked say? me... I said he's a legit world champion kickboxer. I go, I like him a lot. Why do you like him? And I was asking him. And they said he says a lot of funny stuff on, on Twitter and TikTok. Qual- he f***ed up with the misogynist. Yes. Because yeah. if he didn't do mm. that, if he just did the pro-male stuff. So I thought that was interesting because... Right now in the chat, I want to hear from you guys. Do you guys agree with Joe Rogan? Do you guys agree with Joe Rogan? Do you think that he effed up with the misogyny stuff? And could he have gotten as big without the controversy and the polarization? So let me know in the chat right now. I want to hear from you guys. Do you guys agree with Joe Rogan? Because it's, it's kind of like the gift and a curse. Right? And I'm going to unpack that more as we get into this video. I've gone over everything that's been at the center of the debate about Andrew Tate. I come down with Joe Rogan in the sense that there's a lot of stuff you say I agree with. You know, I've got three sons in their 20s. It's not easy, actually, being a young male in the modern world. Um, And I think a lot of the things that you say about that uh, can resonate with them. The problem comes with the, I don't know, 10, 20% or whatever of your output, which on the face of it appears to be blatant misogyny. And when you couple that with your massive influence and huge reach... That is why the social media companies have decided to effectively cancel you. I don't believe in cancellation. I don't believe in censorship particularly. That's why I've invited you to come on the show. Um, but I do think a lot of the things you've said... Okay, so um, so, so it seems like you guys think that the, the polarization worked. I've heard the argument being made most of his views 
are mainly a persona. I don't know if it's a persona. It's a, it's a character indeed, though. Um, Tate brought up his views, especially on women, come from being a Christian. No, they don't, David. I don't, I don't think so. He could have used the Bible to clear his point. Men are the head of their wife. So we're going to get into that. But I don't know if the stuff he said is from the Bible. He thinks it is. But I don't, I don't, I don't know if you can really make that argument. Uh, I think he got so big using misogyny and controversy. His delivery made him viral because of tone triggers. Yes. Guys, smash that like button if you're here. Um, so let, let's go. Our blatant misogyny. Do, do you accept that? So you made a very interesting point there. You just said on the face of it appeared to be blatantly misogynistic. Mm. I understand that on the face of some of the long format content I've made, if you're going to take a few seconds out of hours, chop it up, put it all over social media, accompanied with my massive fame, then things can absolutely not be taken out of context. I do not hate women in any regard. I have no negative relationship with women. No women have come forward saying I've hurt them. I have no criminal record for hurting women. There's no way I can be seen as the face or the devil in regards to how men treat women on, on, on the planet. I'm absolutely not the opposite. I believe in protecting and providing. I've been misunderstood. There's been large contingents of people who have tried very hard to purport lies about me. And, and the, the truth of the matter is I've, I've been producing content for a very long time. Hours and hours of videos have been cut down to two or three seconds of clip. Those clips have gone viral and people misunderstand me. But I, so, so I hear him. And I agree with him. However, Tate has to be honest in this situation. This is kind of frustrating. He made that bet with Hustlers University, a brilliant business model, okay? I heard about Andrew Tate a year ago as I got exposed to Rollo Tomasi and him making a video about me and then went down the rabbit hole of Andrew Tate, dealing with Michaela Peterson and Rollo kind of doing a stream about her. So I've been up on Andrew Tate for a long time, but the explosion of Andrew Tate when he became a household name is the affiliate marketing model, which I think was brilliant. I brought it up in a conversation with Patrick David back in July. That is what made Tate explode was him encouraging his very own community to take his content, repurpose it for short form, and flood and, and basically hack the algorithms. So I hear him, yes, but, my brother, you told people to do that. Not only did you tell people to use his content, you told people to use the most polarizing content. So I think at the very least you have to have some ownership in that man, and, and I asked Patrick David, do you think this model, somebody else can work this model this way? Hey, if you get people to sign up through your affiliate link, you'll get money, and then folks will start making money. And, and he said, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. And then Sneeko did it, which I thought Sneeko was cool in the way he, he did it as well. But let's not, let's not pretend, Tate, that you are, not that he's listening to this, maybe he'll catch it, that he somehow he's a victim of circumstance. You're not a victim of circumstance. At the very least, own that like, yeah, this was my idea, but it backfired. And me telling people to use the most polarizing part, I didn't think they would use the worst parts <laughs> that came off the craziest uh, that had a direct means to an end to get people plugged into your hustlers university. So out the rip, I think he's being a bit disingenuous. Tate is. Now, again, there's tons of stuff that, that Pierce Morgan is 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 this ingenuous in this in this program again? I don't have a dog in a fight, okay? Um, but that is exactly how Hustlers University was set up. If you sign up, you can repurpose this content for every person that signed up with your link. You got paid off of it. This is this is the business model, okay? So I think it's a bit disingenuous to be like, well, I didn't know people would re like. You told them to do it, bro. You told them to do this, 
And now you're like, I don't know how it happened. People took, and maybe there were people that weren't affiliated with Hustlers University, to be fair. Maybe there weren't people that, that, that were not affiliated with Hustlers University that did stuff to intentionally make him look bad. But the people that stand the most to benefit from him going viral is Tate and the Tater Tots who were repurposing his content so they can get an affiliate of getting people to sign up for the $50 a month Hustlers University. Brilliant business model. But not when you've said a bunch of crazy, wild stuff on the internet. I think this model, and that's why I brought it up to Patrick David from Valuetainment, could work really well for someone like Valuetainment Patrick David because he's not as, like, divisive, right? He's this, There's still a bit of nuance there. So, anyway, that was my, like, he keeps saying this thing. He's like, bro, you caused this. All right, let's I think you, You've used this phrase to be taken out of context, and I'm not, I'm not sure that is correct in the sense that it still comes out of your mouth. Some of the things Completely. You, some of the things you've said, I just think, are... Blatantly. Well, let's do, let's do them. Let's, well, let's, 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 them. let's go through some, sure. right? So you said this about Me Too stroke rape. This is probably 40% of the reason I moved to Romania. In Eastern Europe, none of this garbage flies. You go to the police and say he raped me back in 1988. They'll say, well, you should have done something about it back then. Yeah, so the point I was making was obviously at the height of the Me Too scandal. And also, if we look at Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, there's been a lot of high-profile cases where men have been accused of things they did not do without evidence, and their lives have been completely and utterly destroyed. Right. When I say these things, people sit and say that, oh, he hates women. I don't hate women. I think rape is disgusting. I would take a stronger stance on rape than the British government. I think these people should face the death penalty. But to sit and say that women without evidence can go forward and just make up accusations against men, even though they've been repeatedly proven to destroy men's lives at will, is absolutely not. What about a woman who was raped back in 1988 and goes to the police? Then, she should, then the man should face absolute and complete justice. Uh, the, but do you understand that when that clip appears on TikTok as a clip, and all right... You as a clip, a, completely. OK, but it's still something that came out of your mouth. Do you accept that when that appears on TikTok, a lot of young, maybe not as smart as you, young men, right, impressionable teenagers, will read that and go... What's he saying is he's saying that rape doesn't exist. No, I, I completely. I'm not going to sit here as a professional and say that I can't be taken out of context. What I will say is that one small sentence you've taken was from a one-hour video where I explained that, of course, rape is disgusting. Of course, everybody should be punished for their crimes regardless of when they happen. But people are not perfect, male and female. And if you give women the opportunity to destroy men's lives without evidence, there's going to be a contingent of women who will do that. I'm trying to make a balanced and nuanced argument in a world where people have no attention span. They're going to take a few seconds, put it online, decide someone's good or bad, not be interested in the longer format video. And here I am. No, I'm certainly a person who takes personal responsibility. That's who I am as a person. But we live in a world now with TikTok videos five or six seconds long. There's no content. There's do you no think? Do you think women are the property of men? No. The point. I was- okay. So let's. So so we're going to get to the property of men uh, conversation here. So for, first part. Um, yes. Obviously, Me Too had some issues backfire. I think Tate makes a, a brilliant point here in that you can't make accusations against men because you feel like it without like support for these accusations okay so that's that's one side of the conversation to say well this is why i moved to romania yeah kind of weird phrasing but i think he he makes a fair point here i think the me too movement has been uh unhelpful in a lot of ways and this isn't just me saying this or him saying this this is dave Chappelle saying this is all types of people saying this um when things uh are are hurled against the johnny depp without any evidence folks careers are getting ruined and as a man some women may not understand this, but as a man, just the sheer accusation, the sheer accusation can destroy uh, multiple things in networks and relationships for you. Just the sheer accusation. So when some of you ladies don't understand, like, the Billy Graham rule, like, why some Christian men would never want to, you know, be alone with other female, you think that's misogynistic. It's not. It's, 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 it's. I can't even, I'm not even going to put myself in a position where there could be, ever be an accusation made about me. Right. Because you just never know. You just never know. And so that that I think is is a fair point on his part. And I think anybody who's sober and objective can say 
Yeah, man, there's this, this some, there's some wonky stuff here, right? So uh, let, let, let's keep going. Why have you said they are? Because I made a religious point. I said that when a man marries a woman, the woman's father walks him down the aisle, walks her down the aisle, and hands her away to the man. Traditionally, that's what it says in the Bible. I'm a religious person. Okay, Tate, it doesn't say that in the Bible. It doesn't say that in the Bible. It doesn't say women are property. It doesn't say uh, a dad walks his daughter down the aisle and gives it to the man. It actually doesn't say that in the Bible. Okay, um, it says for this reason, a man shall leave his mother and father and, and cling on to his wife and the two will become one. It says that, but it actually doesn't say that in the Bible. So be, again, and, and we're going to get to this because if you really listen, if you really listen and Kanye just did it yesterday, if you really listen, the contorting and the repurposing of the Bible and faith to kind of mean whatever you want to mean from the left and the right is prevalent, but we'll get there, okay? So him saying, uh, it says it in the Bible. It doesn't say that in the Bible, okay? It, it, it doesn't say that in the Bible. There's some stuff he goes on to say that I actually really agree with him that the Bible is clear on, but that specifically is not in the Bible. Women are not property. Um, once upon a time in a patriarchal society, they were, and it was terrible, and that's why God permitted things like polygamy, right? But they are not property today. Okay, so I think we have to be very careful with what when he says it says in the Bible. It doesn't say that in the Bible, fam. It does not say that in the Bible. Don't don't accredit something that the Bible says that it doesn't say because you out here looking crazy. Now, I haven't read the Quran in a very long time. Okay, maybe it does say that in the Quran. I don't know. Okay, but that's for that's for Muslims to figure that out. Right? It does not say that in the Bible, though. Let's keep going. I believe in God. I live in the Muslim. So you do think the that the woman becomes the men? I think she takes his last name. I mean, let's watch the clip that you said about sure. this so that we can get it in context. So I think my sister is my her husband's property, yes. When a bride is walking down the aisle to marry the groom, the father walks next to her and gives her away, true or false? That, but, absolutely. But, but I've, I've been married twice, as it turns out, and on both occasions I didn't believe that the woman was being handed to me as chattel, as property. It, I, perhaps the way that that... The reason, I'm asked that question repeatedly, and I'm asked in a loaded way. So would you and, rephrase what you said there? Now, what, that's, that's an interesting point about phrasing. The way I would say things before I was famous, mm. I have to take personal responsibility and accept right. that if I make a video that 500 people see and 1% of them misunderstand it, that's not a problem. Mm. If I make a video that 5 million people see and 1% of them misunderstand it. So specifically on that point, I think my sister is her husband's property. She took his last name. It's bad. It's, it's, it's bad wording. It's bad wording, right? Like it's, you could have said that in a different way. You could have said they become one. You could have said that he has responsibility and he has headship over her. You could have said that in a different way, but to say she is his property, um, just it's just wild, right? At one point, women were property by law. At one point. Now they are not. Friends, that is a good thing. Okay? That is a, that is that's a good thing. Women are not your property. Okay? Uh, we're going to get into authority and responsibility in a little bit, but um, what, what he could have said is symbolically speaking, that because that's what's happening symbolically in a ceremony, right? It's a symbolic thing, right? Um, Proverbs 31, she said, I am my husband's property, though. Woman was made for men, and I belong to him, and he belongs to me. But yeah, no, you guys are each other. You guys belong to each other. You, you see that? It's both. It's not one way or the other. Right? Because would you, would you say your husband is your property? He would not say that. Right? So again, it's just sloppily worded. You could talk about you could talk about belonging to each other and how your body's not your own and all that kind of stuff, but that's that's different than chattel. That's different than slavery. That's that's different. Right? It's it's poorly worded. He knows that. He knows it's poorly worded. Right? So we belong to each other. We become one flesh. We're one 
in 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 marriage, but I, my wife wouldn't say. I mean, I, I guess you could say I sexually belong to my wife. You you could be that word belong. You could say that I sexually belong to her. In in the family of context, I belong to her. As a provider, I belong to her, right? But I, she, you, you could never say I'm her property or she's my property. We belong to each other, right? It's 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 it's, it's, it's an important distinction. It's an important distinction. Let's keep going. She she married him. She wanted to join his family. She has so said he, it herself. Right. So she, she she's still he, a sovereign individual. She's absolutely not a property. Indi- that doesn't make any sense. You can't be you can't be you property of somebody else and still be a sovereign individual. Tate, that's a contradiction. Means that, you, that the husband owns your sister. Listen, my friend, if you want to argue about this, you need to go back to the Bible, to the Quran. You need to argue with religious. No, no I'm, I'm not talking about any, anything in the Bible or Quran. I'm but that's what you, it says. No, no, I'm asking you what you think. I think that if a woman marries a man and she decides to take his last name, that they have different roles and responsibilities within that marriage. Mm-hmm. And I believe that. That's not the question. She's hand. I believe don't, the father. Don't behave, Andrew, I am. The, don't the father like, hands. Are, don't behave like. So here, Pierce is really frustrating because he keeps interrupting him. Here, Tate is actually speaking without hyperbole. As far as I know, he speaks at least two languages, English and hyperbole, okay? So here Tate is trying to explain himself without hyperbole, and Pierce isn't allowing him to. What Tate is attempting to say, from my understanding, and even though he's butchering, ascribing this to the Quran, and we're going to get to this part, he's trying to explain a, a distorted view of headship, a man's headship. And I'll get, and, I, and, and again, there's going to be things I agree with him here. Because not everything is here. But he, he's now speaking English and in, in tone. He's speaking hyperbole when, when he's doing these live streams, right? And by the way, shout out to Mediocre uh, Tutorials. He just did a video called Live Streaming is What Killed the Manosphere or Killed the Bread Pill. Okay? Um, when you are, are spitting stuff out in a live format to be disruptive, it, 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 it can be counterintuitive to create nuance. In, the, in, in these types of polarizing conversations, right? And so, um, how do people be confident with what's in the Bible but never study it? It's beyond me. Oh, yeah. yeah people, all kinds of people think they know what the Bible says, but they don't. Yeah. Yeah, MTR's channel super dope. Um, yeah, I could see how, how uh, hey, honey, you belong to me now. He'd laugh me out of the house. Um, in biblical times, women were akin to property. This is not the case today. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, anyway, um, live streaming is, is, is kind of the detriment here, right? Um, and, 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 and trying to, because you're successful, because he was successful at ramming, running, at being a kickboxer, running cam girl businesses, starting casinos, he then thinks he's successful and that he's studied and well-researched as, as like a theologian of sorts. You're not. Just because you're successful in other areas doesn't mean you're successful. In the same way that I'm successful on YouTube doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to be successful running a casino business or running a bakery or right that, that just because you're successful in one area doesn't mean that you are all competent but that's an illusion that a lot of folks have about celebrities and celebrities have about themselves oftentimes but let me let me let me not drift too far let's the get politician. To the father hands her when to the man you, right but don't be a politician because i think you're a straight talker sure. right you keep telling me you're a straight talker i think my sister is her husband's property do you regret saying it like that i i understand that with my newfound fame perhaps it could be phrased differently however i still believe that a woman is given to the man in marriage that's what i believe yeah but not as property no, the prop- he just listen. He so 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 so. T- this is as close as Tate gets to conceding a point. This is as close as Tate gets to conceding a point. What what Pierce Morgan should have done is said, "Oh, okay, so we agree then. You should have phrased it better, <laughs> right?" But he he like he keeps pounding down the same point. He knows he. 
Tate could have done a better job of just saying, yeah, I shouldn't have used the word property. She belongs to him. They belong to each other. But Pierce is kind of like beating this dead horse with like, you shouldn't have said property. the word that okay. other people use when but they ask me the question. But as a, a, an equal partner in a loving union, that's what marriage actually means. It so, doesn't mean that when you get married, the woman is given to you as a bit of chapel. I agreed. So why say it? I, but that's the way that people ask me the question. People say to me, they ask oh, the question. Hey, you can't blame people for asking you questions. Surely, <laughs> if you want to be accountable for what you said, you've got to own your responses. Don't blame the question. I own the response. Let me ask you a question okay. now, and you say something, and then say, well, I shall blame you for asking. I understand, Piers. Piers, I understand. I believe the woman is given to the man. I believe she's given away by the father. I believe she belongs to the man. So you she do, belongs to so the fundamentally, man. Right, so fundamentally, you do believe that a woman becomes a man's property. I marriage. believe she belongs to the man in marriage, correct. Right. Oh, you see, that to me is misogyny. And you're entitled to your opinion. Right. But you, you do not understand why people think it is misogyny. I understand why some people can be very offended by what I say. What they do is they take a point like that and they ignore all the other points I make the other way around. Yeah, that's, why I've, that's why I've repeatedly asked you about that line to see if you've changed your position. But the reality is you haven't. It's not about changing positions. I'm a full-grown adult and I stick by the things I say and I'm responsible for them. I which, is, which, by the way, is fine. Absolutely. But so, what you did say at the start of this little exchange, you said, you know, I wouldn't maybe say things the same way now that I did before I was famous. And yet, actually, you've doubled down and said exactly the same thing. On certain points. So that is what you believe. That's my point. Yes. I'm trying I, to work out, look, I don't know you. We've correct. just met, right? Yeah. I'm trying to work out who Andrew Tate is and what you actually believe. I, I don't want to twist anything at all. Then maybe make it very, very clear to the camera. I believe a woman is given to the man in, in marriage. I believe that. I also believe a man has a duty to protect and provide for her. I believe a man should lay down his life if something happens or his wife's life is threatened. I believe that men, women, women and children first are on the lifeboat, lifeboats. But men, I believe that men... But a man I, doesn't own a woman. It's not, no, it's... Okay. Unless they literally buy them as a slave. Well, obviously, we're not talking about that. We're talking about religious, biblical marriage. We're talking about something else. Yeah, but I'm, look, I'm a Christian. I don't believe that I... <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. All t- again, the language of property is problematic. It is what it is, right? Um, basically, these were property as a synonym for belong, and anyone... That watched the whole stream knows this. Are we really so sensitive now as society? I don't think I don't think it's about being sensitive. I think it's about understanding that you chose you, we choose our words carefully, and that my guess is if he can go back and not say this the way he said it, he would have changed it. The issue is though, in his mentality and in everything is about frame, and I would say in the lack of humility, I don't think he's willing to concede the point that that wasn't accurately stated. Okay, um, biblically speaking, no, that's that's the men and women, the men are not the property of women, excuse me, women are not the property of men. Okay, um, Pierce then jumps out the window and, and completely reveals himself as a complete egalitarian here, which is also not uh, helpful, in my opinion. I, I, I own my wife. Do you believe your wife was given away to you when she took your last name? I believe that there is a process where a, a father traditionally walks his daughter down the aisle and hands his daughter to this man and they stand there and become a union of two loving so people agree. in a partnership. No, there's no ownership involved. <laughs> I didn't say he's not, he's not selling her. The father of the bride isn't selling his daughter. No, absolutely. Well, that's what property she be- means. She becomes a member like of your house, family. Is it? I think we're arguing over semantics. That's we're not, though, because fundamentally, I don't believe a man owns a woman. You do. Well, I don't think a man owns any sovereign individual. I don't think we live in the world of slavery. I don't own any man or any woman. Right. Nobody owns When anybody. you use phrases like property, that's what you imply. That's I understand. A, and so my point again is, you're a smart guy, right? Correct. There's no yeah. denying that. You're yeah. smart. You're a good talker. I've seen a lot of the stuff. But when... Yeah, very interesting that, that Pierce Morgan says he's a Christian here. I guess everybody's a Christian when, they, when it's convenient, right? Like, this man been divorced twice and he's a Christian? Like, come on, bro. Stop it. Stop it. Like, that's just as hilarious as Andrew Tate trying to tell us the, the Bible says that Women are property. Like, come on, fam. You know, the Bible says that father walks the bride down the aisle and gives it to the husband. Like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't say that. <laughs> what, what I don't think you quite fully understand. No, I understand very when, well. When Pierce. young, impressionable people I understand who are not well. as smart 
see things like, I think my sister is a husband's property, yes, and you've just reaffirmed that, yeah. that belief, they think that they have the right to own women. I understand that very well, Piers. Which That's is why, why people think you're a misogynist. Completely. I understand all of this very well, which is why when you're saying I was backtracking, I'm not. I'm Do you saying, have any regret, though, over the way you phrase this stuff? Well, this is the point I was trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is when I was not nearly as famous and I was making long format content, I was not sitting there anticipating I'd become the most Google man on the planet and that few seconds could be taken out of context. That was not my anticipation. No, but it's still what plan. you believe. It's what you believe now. So what's the difference? It's not about... It's not, you're asking me... You're saying that young people were impressed. If you said to me, look, look, Piers, honestly, I've had time to think about this and I wish I hadn't said it. I don't believe that. That's one thing. Actually, you said the opposite. You said, actually, that's what I think, yeah. I think that when I... So it doesn't really matter whether you recorded it when you're famous or not famous. It's what you actually believe, right? I believe that a man has a duty to protect and provide for a woman. I believe that a, a woman's father gives her away to the man. That's what I believe, and that's in, in my marriage, that's, that's the circumstance I'm going to live under. If, if people want to live in a different scenario, that's completely theirs. They're, they're prerogative. You, you went on to say about authority over women. If I have a responsibility over it, I must have a degree of authority. Now, this is where I think Pierce takes an L, okay, when we get into this concept of responsibility and authority. Um, yeah, let, let, let's watch it. For the same reason, if I have responsibility over and people are going to use their mind, it's an example, an analogy. Responsibility over a child, I have to have some authority. Yeah. So you, you believe as part mm, Kind of a muddy parallel, wife, child, right? But let's so keep your watching. ownership or your property of, of the woman, you have authority over her. No, I believe if you have... That's what you said. I believe if you have responsibility over something, you have to have a degree of authority you can't be responsible. Yeah, so. but authority means, again, that you're the boss. The point I'm making if you'll please let me finish sure. at this point. The point I was trying to make was talking about the safety of a woman. Mm. She was walking alone at night, and I was saying, well, I wouldn't let my woman walk alone at night. Mm. And they said, well, you're not in charge of her. You don't get to decide what she does. I said, I understand, but if I'm responsible for her safety, and I'm the person who's burdened with making sure she is safe, I have to have the authority to say, don't put yourself in unsafe situations. The two things are linked. Well, you don't have authority. You, have the, you can absolutely have the right to say to the woman you're with, I don't think you should, but ultimately... If she decides, then I can't force her. Right, so authority implies that you have the ability to control someone. No, authority, believes, the authority implies that I have the moral right to sit and say that that's an irresponsible thing to do, and I'm responsible. That's not what authority means. Well, I'm, I'm not going to... If you think I'm going to lock somebody up in their room, if that's, is that what you're implying? <laughs> no, I, just think, I don't think you know what authority means. I know what it means. I'm saying that if well, I... Have just res- a different description of if, what authority If means. I have responsibility for her safety, then I have to have the authority, authority to tell her not to do unsafe Yeah, things. but authority means that you have some form of control over this woman. I, I think you're trying to... What you're trying to... I'm do. only trying to get to what you think. Honestly, okay. I am. I, I come with no agenda here at all. I understand. And I'm explaining very, very clearly. Hmm. If I have responsibility over said subject, I have to have authority over it. So let me say you have children. So let's look up the word authority, shall we? This is important. Let's take up the word authority. The power or right to give orders. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Make decisions and enforce obedience. A person or organization having power or control in a particular, typically political or administrative way. Okay. So if someone has without having any authority, is that is that reasonable, right? If a man is called to have responsibility over the provision, protection, and the spiritual shepherding over his home, is it misogynistic to say that men should have a degree of authority? Now, clearly, when we're saying that, that authority 
is extended. It's a willful authority. In the same way, your boss has authority over you in exchange for you walking in and being compensated. The government has authority over you in exchange for safety and protection. Right? You give up freedom for protection all the time with the government. Do we not? So I think Pierce is really is playing himself here because, and this is a, a, fra- a phrasing from the Red Pill um, community, uh, uh, responsibility without authority is slavery. Right? If you have to be responsible for a bunch of things and you have no authority to speak into them? That's that's kind of wild. Right? Think think about that for a second. You have no you have no you have no position to speak into them. So, um we can call it a semantics game. Now, that doesn't mean that that someone that, that you are domineering over someone. Your boss isn't domineer a, a good leader, a great leader doesn't have to keep reminding you that they're a leader. A great husband doesn't have to keep reminding his wife that he wears the pants in the house. He he's he's an authority over her. Woman, make sure that you 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 have my dinner ready. A a great husband who's a great leader who has authority doesn't have to lord it over people. Now sometimes they might be defining the conversation uh, defining roles conversations, which I think are helpful, right? Um, so I think Pierce kind of takes an L on this part. I'm I, I'm with Andrew here. Right. You have responsibility for that. No, I have I have legal authority over my children. That is very different to having legal authority over my wife or my female partner. Completely. But the point I'm trying to make. So you accept that? I I accept that. Because you used the analogy of responsibility for a child. My friend, these are these are very these are actually really important things. They're important things, but you interrupt you, interdu- you interrupt me every five seconds, so it's hard for me to actually explain my point. The point I'm making here is very simple. You have children, and you're responsible for their safety, mm-hmm. so you're going to have authority to say, don't go out at night, perhaps, because you want them to be safe. I have legal authority. You have a legal authority. Yeah. Legal authority. I'm saying that if I had a woman, and the, the question where you've raised this soundbite from, mm-hmm. I was asked about protecting a woman, making sure she's safe, mm-hmm. and I would say I wouldn't want her to go out at night on her own because I'm responsible for her safety. Mm-hmm. And someone said, well, you don't have authority over her to do that. And I said, well, no, I can't force her to stay inside. But if she were to ask me how do I protect myself at night, I would say, well, you should stay inside. That's right. how you should do that's, it. I don't have an issue with what So we said. agree. No, no. It's the semantics. No, it's, not, it's not semantics. And this is what I don't, don't think you quite get why there's a furore over what you say, with respect. Because the semantics point would be we're saying the same thing in different ways, but we're not. I'm saying to you that when you say I have to have some authority over a woman, I say to you, you have no right to any authority over a woman. You do over a child if it's your child because you are the legal appointed guardian of that child. Understood. You're not a legally appointed guardian or authority over your wife or female partner. Legally appointed, absolutely not. I agree. However, when it comes to things like personal responsibility or personal safety, men, largely by society, are accepted. We're the protectors and providers. We can sit here and pretend that in the world we live in, if me and my wife were walking down the street and men were to come up and try and attack us, I wouldn't be the one fighting. But we both know in reality I would. Right. I have a degree I of I, I have a degree of responsibility to protect her. So if I have a degree of responsibility to protect her physically, then the point I'm trying to make is I will do my best to make sure she's never putting herself in unsafe situations. You wish you hadn't used the word she, authority. She, the authority is something that she would give to me. She would come to me and say, so is, but, how, do, how can I make sure no, I'm safe okay, as possible? But I don't want to interrupt you. I just want to point out that's not what authority means. If someone gives, you can, a person can. How is that not what authority, how is that not what authority means? <laughs> that is, that is literally what authority means. Someone, you, you give up rights in exchange, right? Like that, 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 that is what it means. It's just, obviously there's different levels. Obviously children and govern the relationship between 
parents and children and, you know, governments and all. It's different. Bosses, it's different, but it's, it's the same concept. So L, L, L for uh, Pierce Voluntary Morgan. authority is not authority. Uh, no, but that's the point. It's if not. Woman, Pierce. If Andrew, a, stop. Pierce, if a woman comes to me and says, I want you to keep me safe, she is handing me authority for her safety. But do you understand the difference between having authority over somebody and somebody giving you permission to have authority? Completely. I never said One I, is consensual and one isn't. But why are we pretending I do unconsensual things? Because you no literally say, I must have a degree of authority. I have to have some authority. And the point... Only if I'm responsible for her safety. If I'm not responsible for her safety, position, I don't have authority. If your position now is that with her... Or I won't be with a woman that doesn't give me some form of authority. That's not crazy. Hey, I'm responsible for your safety. That means that if you want to go walk downtown New York in the middle of the night, we're not doing that. And if a woman goes, no, well, then I don't have to be with a woman like that. Right? If you, if you have employees underneath you and you go in, hey, this is what we got to get done this week. Okay? This is, what is, this is what's going to happen. No, then you don't have to work here. Like, so Tate saying, I, I have to have some type of authority. It, it, this is not crazy talk. This is very sensible. This is very reasonable for, for him to say this. Pierce is playing himself, and he keeps going in these See, Pierce will have some really good points in this conversation, and then he'll completely uh, just go off the rails and start making asinine uh, points that just completely fall short. Here, I think he's completely falling short. Mission. I would like to have authority when we go out at night to protect her. That's a different That was thing. always my position. But that's not what you said. But that was always my position. So, so again, I simply say to you, do you... It is would, what I said. Though. Do you wish you'd phrase it a different way? No, because we're talking about long format copy where I'm talking about a woman who has come to me and said, you're responsible for making sure I'm safe. I said, well, then I have to make the decisions. When an 18-year-old boy reads, I must have some authority over a woman, what do you think he thinks? Well, I understand that. And I said this earlier when you tried to sell us backtracking, which I'm not doing. I no, no, actually, I'm not, I don't want to, okay. I'm not trying to gotcha you. Cool. I'm trying to work out exactly what you I understand think. with massive fame comes massive responsibility. I understand that a percentage of the population are always going to take everything that's said by anybody out of context. Would you change the wording of what you said? Then? No, I would just encourage people to watch my long format copy and understand Would it you tell an 18-year-old boy you don't have authority over women? Absolutely. You unless, would say that? Unless a woman comes to him and says, you're responsible for my safety, please make sure keep me safe. Like I see. Now that, Andrew Tate, I can sign up to. Well, then we agree. Yeah, but I don't agree with what you said before. <laughs> because you're taking a soundbite <laughs> from a two-hour yeah, but you haven't been taken out of context because I've read you the entire sentence. It's very well, you've ignored all the context around the sentence, my friend. You can't ignore a sentence that says, I must have a degree of authority. But you can when the, there's a two-hour conversation where a woman is telling me if she makes me responsible for her safety and me explaining, well, if I'm responsible for your safety, I have the authority to make decisions. So, yes, you, you've ignored it, all the context. Do you respect women? Absolutely. Why wouldn't I? Do you think that 18, 19-year-old women are more attractive? Than okay, so first part, I think Pierce had a great point on the property bit. Second part, complete W for Tate uh, on the authority bit. I think Tate, I think, I think Pierce is completely um, out of, out of I, th I think Tate is completely on, I think Pierce is completely an egalitarian. I think he doesn't understand what, what, what folks were saying, right? Um, Ruslan wants 100% control over a woman. No, I don't. Uh, I don't. And by the way, there are areas where I defer to my wife's expertise. Right. And there are other areas where uh, uh, my wife defers to my expertise when it comes to things like safety, when it comes to things like provision, when it comes to things. Right. She defers to mine when it comes to things like who's how are our kids getting educated? What are the discipline uh, structures? I defer to her expertise. Right. So it's not unreasonable. Um, so anyway, um, so far. I'm with Pierce on a property thing. I think that was sloppily worded. I think and I think Andrew should have conceded that point. Pierce should have absolutely conceded the point on the authority. I think he completely is creating a, a weirdo feminist caricature 
of of the point that's that's nonsensical and stupid. Five year old woman. I think there's attractive people. Uh, okay, so let's pull this. So this this is this is just really interesting. It's all good, prodigal daughter. Either way, I could I, I don't I don't mind. All the context. Do you respect women? Absolutely. Why wouldn't I? Do you think that 18, 19-year-old women are more attractive than 25-year-old women? I think there's attractive people. Uh, that's, that's a loaded question. I don't know. Well, it's not really, is it? I, I can't you know say, why I'm asking it. Of course I do, but I can't sit well, here and for say... For the benefit of viewers who don't know why I'm asking, you said this. In general, this is also one of the reasons men find youth attractive. You want to blow up the internet? I'll blow up the internet right effing now. The reason 18 and 19-year-olds are more attractive than 25-year-olds is because they've been through less dick. People... <laughs> Ah, that was good. So, notice the very beginning of that sentence. Notice the very beginning of that sentence. In general, this is why men find 18 and 19-year-old women more attractive. Now, I already told you guys. Had your kids. Had your wife. Explicit. 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 In general... The opening statement is, in general, this is why men find 18, 19-year-old women more attractive. Why? Well, because women that are 25, 26 have been through more penis. Okay? So let's play the rest of this clip. Say, oh, you can't say that, but yes, I can. A 19-year-old is more attractive than a 26-year-old woman, and I'll tell you why. Because that 26-year-old has talked to more guys, been to the club more times, been effed and dumped more times, more arguments, more mess, more for me to clean up. That is misogyny. Why? Because you are encouraging a mindset about 25-year-old women that makes them sound out to be infinitely less desirable than 18, 19-year-olds and having effectively been having too much sex to be taken in a more respectful way. That would, well, firstly, even if that was the case, that wouldn't be misogyny. But what did you mean by what you said? That's not misogyny because it's not anti-women. I'm, I'm saying that an 18 or a 19-year-old woman would be more desirable. It's pretty anti-25-year-old woman. Anti-25-year-old women, we can argue, but not misogyny. Well, that's misogyny. Let's, though, let's, no, 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 it's well, not. Being anti-any woman at all is misogyny. Not when, I'm, not when I'm saying that women are beautiful and attractive at a certain age and saying that age... You're saying 18, 19-year-olds are more attractive than 25 Well, then ageist, perhaps, but misogynistic, absolutely. Is that <laughs> really misogyny? No, I didn't. You said it was more misogyny. I'm telling you, no, it's not. So you don't think if you're <laughs> saying slightly hateful things about a That's not slightly hateful. Well, it is. You think you, you say that to a woman's face if she's 25? It's not slightly hateful. When so you would go up to a 25-year-old woman and tell her exactly what I just read Why out. would I walk up to a random 25-year-old Because you said it in public <laughs> on the internet that it's been listened to and watched by millions and millions of young, Correct. impressionable boys. Correct. There was a large panel. There was a conversation. There was right. hours long of conversation. There were feminists attacking men for toxic masculinity and attacking me and saying things. And I said things back which were going to antagonize But I think, them. see, I'm... I so, think, which you've done yourself a, b- a bunch of times. I think a lot of allegations of toxic masculinity are not... Toxic. Correct. I do think that kind of uh, sentence that I just read out, that, that paragraph, is actually toxic. If you genuinely mean that, and you say you wouldn't say it to a woman's face, but you said it in public about women of that age, I do think that's misogynist. And I think you probably do too. I don't think it's misogynistic. I understand why it can be insulting to you. You wouldn't people. say it to a woman's face. I'd, well, it depends. You're making it out like I'm walking around the street going up to random 25 well, you're doing it to tens of millions of people online. There's no difference. Not at it? all. We're discussing a topic. We're discussing the, the ideal age of a man. Should, should young boys, right, in their teens... Are you comfortable that they would have that mindset? Be I, honest. I think that young boys in their teens lack life experience. They lack nuance. And they need to be very, very careful what they're digesting online, whether it's my content or anybody else's. Yeah, I think You know for a fact millions of them are digesting exactly what you're saying. Completely. The entire internet, to a degree, I think any, any subject you can find, there's going to be a whole heap See, of I, I come back to the Joe Rogan thing, Andrew. Is a lot of... Okay, so, so this is so disingenuous on... <sighs> Pierce Morgan's, Morgan's part. First of all, there's nothing wrong with people wanting to have uh, uh, preferences. Women have preferences. And they should. Men have preferences. And we should. The key to that statement is, generally speaking, women 
who are 25, 26, are going to have been through more relationships, have had more partners, especially depending on where they went to college, what type of friend group that they have, than an 18 or 19-year-old girl. Since the beginning of time, men have always preferred women with less partners. That's not misogyny. That's 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 backed up by empirical data. The more partners you have, the least likely you are to pair bond. This is amplified for women. Okay? So if a man says, my preference is I don't want a woman with a ton of partners, and here he's saying, hey, older women, 25 to 26, especially women that went to college, especially women that have been indoctrinated into sex positivity, especially women that have gone down, right? Explored themselves, especially women in major cities. I'm not saying all, generally speaking, is the caveat to that point. But if you take a woman in New York City, in Miami, in LA, in San Francisco, in Seattle, in Chicago, who's 25, has gone to college, right? Has, has, and a lot of college, there's gender stuff, there's sex positivity, there's sororities, there's explore, there's yada, yada, yada. Generally speaking, especially women that aren't Christians, and that's Tate's selection bias here, are going to have more partners. There's nothing wrong with saying, what's a high-value woman, what's, what's highly desirable for a high-value man? high-value men in quotations, right, is a woman who's had less partners, who's gotten around less, right? And somebody said, that's slut-shaming. Yeah! Yeah, it is! And I I would say the same thing for men, right? Like, don't be out here hoeing and tricking around. That's not, it's not crazy. It's bad for you. It's literally bad for you. The higher, the higher number of partners you have, the least likely you are to be fulfilled in a marriage. That goes both ways. But it's, but it's especially difficult for women to pair bond. It's difficult for men to, but more, more so for women. It's nothing wrong with a man saying, yeah, look, especially, okay, let's, where's the, where does the cutoff happen? Would you date, if you were a virgin, would you date a porn star? No. Right? If you, if you were a virgin, would you date a, right? If you were, if you were a virgin, a man, would you want a girl with 10 bodies? No. So stop. And by the way, the, the average number this is per the CDC, and we don't know if women deflate their number, men inflate their number. The average number of partners for men in America is six. The average for a woman is four per the CDC. Now, that, those numbers might be inflated. We don't know. But nevertheless, it's not like folks are having tons and tons and tons of partners. But best believe there is a specific type of paradigm with a specific type of worldview, with a specific type of perspective, often the feminist, often the sex positive, often the pro-choicer. That's out here, wilding out, and and men love that part. Men love those women to hook up with. They don't want those women to build relationships and marriages with. Okay, and some of this does also creep into the church. There's girls out here who be wild in the church too, right? Um, and so I th- I think I think this is such an L for Pierce Morgan um, to act like there's anything wrong with men having a preference for a woman 
Um, not and, and, and Andrew again, he's being polarizing. He's being disruptive. He's he's intentionally trying to poke the 19 year old. It's just an arbitrary number. I think the better point is, generally speaking, women with less partners are more desirable than women with more partners. Right. That's it. That's a, That's a fair statement. That's a that's a fair statement. Right. And, and, and women can have that preference, too. Women could have that same exact preference. Hey, I don't want a man with a bunch of who's been with a bunch of women. Respect. Right. Respect. But let's not act like a what like let's not act like it's the same either because it's not. And I don't mean that in a in a sexually immoral fashion, sinful fashion. It's all sinful. Pornography is sinful. Lusting is sinful. All those different things are sinful. Right. But but we also need to not act like it's the same thing. Okay, if a guy has if a guy has 10 partners and a woman has 10 partners, it's not the same thing. It's physically not the same thing on the body. It's not the same thing. That may that may sound crazy to some of you guys. And when you when you peel away and you look at the studies around pair bonding, it it also show you that it's not the same thing. Right. So there's nothing wrong with a man saying, hey, I don't want to be with a woman with a ton of partners. Nothing wrong with that. Now, the hypocrisy in this, in my opinion, for an Andrew Tate is that. He's running through a lot of women, which is you're making the very issue worse. That's the hypocrisy. It's a lot of these red pill stuff. It's the pick the pickup artists, the hookup with girls, right? All this stuff. And you look at, especially when you look at like the fresh and fit guys and, and you look at the type of girls they're with. You look at the type of girls that be on their shows. It's yuck, yuck, you know? And so... Uh, the, the hypocrisy in it is, bro, you're making the issues you have. You're 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 contributing to to do to, to the very uh, uh, things that's going to be harmful to these women later. Every time you sleep with a with another girl that adds an, that that de- quote unquote decreases her value. If you if your definition of a high value woman is one that has less partners, every time you hook up with a girl, you're decre- decreasing her value. So that that's the hypocrisy in it. It's like, bro, you ran a cam business. I'm assuming he's this is maybe it's a crazy assumption on my part. I'm assuming him and Tristan probably have a high body count contributing to the very issue that he's pointing out. This is mad hypocritical to me. And I and I find it extremely frustrating uh, from a lot of these guys. This is Rolo Tomasi with spinning plates, encouraging men to go spin plates, date multiple women, have sex with multiple women, yada, yada. It's toxic. It's not helpful. It's dangerous. Is dangerous because you're literally disrupting the very same nuclear families and optimal positioning for nuclear families that you claim to care about. It's not good. It's 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 bad. It's harmful to to to, to encourage men to want to be to have as many partners as possible, right? Um, and uh, uh, Sneeko said he's been with with three hundred. Yeah, I mean that, that that number doesn't surprise me. It's sad. It sucks. Like that's gross to me for man or woman. That's that's yeah. Right. I, I listen, I got a friend, a Christian friend of mine who who dropped his number on me and it was in the multi hundreds. And I was like, whoa, crazy, craziness. Right. In the multi hundreds. Christian dude. Right. I know I know I know, uh, I know a lot of like guys that are saved now that, you know, are 40s, 50s like that. But like that's yuck, yuck. But let's 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 not pretend that uh, that 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 there's anything wrong with someone who. Um, prefers that, especially if you're con- at least consistent. I don't think Tate's being consistent in here. I think guys who say I want a virgin are seldom uh, have a low notch count themselves, right? Like, but if you're a Christian and you're a follower of Jesus, and you're saying I desire, 
I desire to be with a woman that hasn't been promiscuous. I desire to be with a girl that's never had a one-night stand. I desire, right? And these women exist. There's a lot of women like this. Praise God. Especially in church. Right? But let's also not pretend that there be some, some little thotties in church as well. That be, that, 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 that uh, as, my, as my man CP says, are out here on some straight chameleon vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's true as well. <laughs> so anyway, guys, I'm, uh, we're going to get back to this in a second, but I want to make sure you know about October 20th, our Bless God Studios podcast launch. It's going to be crazy. We got a bunch of interviews that are going to be coming out, and I want to make sure that you get a sneak peek um, of, of what's about to come October 20th and make sure you go sign up for it. All right, check this out. I've always thought it was nasty to not put in two weeks. Mm -hmm. I quit that day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like, wasn't even in the mood to like sleep with these girls, but I felt like I had to. How come none of these personalities are ever doing anything benevolent? <laughs> so I think that there could be a spiritual, maybe potential demonic Got component it. that's in there that we haven't explored. The fact that I was single until I was 40 and yeah. I knew I was never going to plan a church being yep. a single guy. I wasn't going to buy. I wasn't about to set myself up. You know, and then I remember one time my uh, financial advisor at the time, she was like, hey, did you know you're spending more than you're making like every month? And I was like, oh, for real? And I'm supposed to, you know, perform yeah. this uh, production assistant. It's like, hey, here's a Viagra. Take it if you want to take it. Whoa. Don't if you don't. It's in your hand. It's yours. I teamed up with Moment for the exclusive live premiere of the anticipated Bless God podcast. And the tickets for that are only $7. When you get to the main page, click the yellow Get Ticket button, scroll down to the add-ons and throw in your ticket to the after party as well as some exclusive merchandise. And I will see you there. Bruce Lawn. All right, we are back. We are back. We are back. If you're just tuning in, let me know where you're watching this from. Um, we're reacting to this uh, Pierce Morgan Andrew Tate conversation, um, and this is this is a good conversation. Uh, it's a good conversation. I feel like this. Uh, hopefully, from the folks that I've talked to who've seen this, are like, man, this it 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 helps to provide context. It helps to know exactly where he's often. Um, but but I think most people are like they, they're they're appreciative that this conversation happened from from the folks I've seen uh, because I think it it allows somebody to be accurately represented, right? Um, accurately represented. Are there some sort of replay? Yes, there's replay of. The podcast launched October 20th, and you'll get the all the episodes early before they go up. And so ticket to what? It's, it's, it's digital. It's digital. But we're testing digital before we do in-person stuff. Um, so it's digital. It's happening on Moment. Moment is online pay-per-view, basically. And so I would encourage you guys to go buy your tickets. They're only, only $7. I think you guys will love it. Um, and it helps it helps us out a ton, and it helps us to also gauge on how much demand there is for things like in-person meetups, right? So, like, um, I'm in New York City October 31st. Um, I would like to do a meetup, but we got to kill it on, on this Moment House launch, okay? So, uh, if you have not, please go buy your tickets. There's $7. There's all kinds of cool add-ons and exclusive merch on there right now. Let's get back to this conversation. What you say, I agree with, yeah. right? I do, genuinely. I've read a lot, I've read a lot of stuff you said. A lot of the stuff you talk about, I think, yeah, he's got a good point, right? So we agree about a lot of things. But when I read that kind of thing, I'm like, I just, how much of that is you? How much of that is some act? Do you regret saying stuff like this? I don't and actually, do you see it as weakness to admit you shouldn't have said something like that? No, I don't live with regret. I think what's happened is that, like I said. Okay, now, now, now Tate here, to me, this is such a cliche, like, macho thing to say. Like, 
I don't live what regret. Like, fam, we've all done and said stupid things as create creators and online personalities that uh, we regret. It's okay to say, yeah, probably shouldn't have said it like that. Yeah, I meant this. Yeah, I was referencing the symbolic nature of marriage and, and a man having authority and headship. Yeah, right. Uh, and I don't know if Tate doesn't have the words to say it or if he's really just has this wallet, but I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, yeah, I kind of regret some things. Uh, I, I wish I wouldn't have said that, right? There's all kinds of things you may do that you may regret. There's nothing wrong with with um, having regret about stupid things you've said or bad decisions you've made. Long format content, arguments with feminists, arguments with the toxic masculine crowd, arguments with the left. And they're going to take a small clip, small sentence from ours, and they're going to try and paint me as a... But I'm not left or right. I don't know what you are, Piers. Exactly. That's my point. That's my point. And I understand. (laughs) And and you're doing exactly as I knew would happen on this interview, which is because you're a busy man. You're not going to watch hours and hours and hours of video. Actually, I have watched hours and hours of video. And I'm going to come to the stuff where I agree with you. And I'm going to come to the stuff about your censorship. October 20th is the ticket, the podcast launch, Abstract Acoustics. The link... It should be in this video. It's not, I don't think it's pinned up, but uh, it should be in the description of this video. Which sure. I have issues with. So this is you know, it's a long interview, right? Sure. I just thought off the top, you said to me, and you were quite bold about it, well, go on, then let's go through this. And you, and you should keep going. I will sit here and stand by what I said. I believe that on man... That, on that, I just read to you then. Yeah. Do you wish you hadn't said that? I understand how it's been misconstrued. I understand how it's been weaponized against me. Do I regret it because it's been weaponized and used against me? Well, that's slightly annoying. Did That's I, not why did, I, want you did to I at the time mean what I said in, in the context of the conversation, mm. which obviously you, you, you're not familiar with and the people at home are not familiar with? No, I meant what I said. The 25-year-old women have just talked to more guys, been to the club more times, been effed and dumped more times, more arguments, more mess, more... Yes, Pierce. Generally speaking, based on the type of women that Tate comes in contact with, this is called selection bias, um, generally speaking, which was the caveat to that statement... 25-year-old women are going to have had more heartbreak, had more life experience, and probably had more partners, okay? That's not a crazy conclusion to come to, okay? That doesn't mean all 25-year-olds, and that doesn't mean all 19-year-olds. There's 19-year-olds out here of of all genders that have been completely reckless sexually. And there's 25-year-olds out here that are virgins. I know some, right? Men and women. So you're missing the point. Sometimes generalities exist for a reason, okay? And they're not always bad, okay? So let's keep going me to clean up well there's a whole much there's a whole bunch of context and conversation around that that's been missed and i, I don't think i'm missing much context well I, pretty... I, I encourage people who are interested to go watch it right, but, i mean i've just read out three sentences on the bounce there i don't think there's any context i'm missing i mean you you made it pretty clear what you think about the difference between 18 and 90 year old women i wasn't talking about myself even i was explaining i was talking with a muslim guy who was on the panel and he was explaining how youth is very valid valued in most parts of the world mm. and why virginity is valued in most parts of the world the feminists were arguing against it and i was sitting there actually very much like you a mediator between the two explaining why in most of the world still today perhaps not in the western world virginity is coveted youth is coveted in most of the world and per, and throughout all of human history and i was sitting there making the point explaining why in certain parts of the world they think how they do well, even, though it's, the world, even though it's very different to the western world so i was making a point mediating between two groups very similar to yourself the conversation has been misunderstood they've taken a clip of it and it's been weaponized and used against me i understand that is because i'm now the most famous google person on the planet it's inconvenient <laughs> yeah, i like how he keeps saying that i understand that i'm now the most right this is hilarious but i'm definitely not a danger to women in any regard i date women 25 26 27 years old all the time none of them are offended by the thing i don't think you're a danger to women i think that i think the danger if it, if it concerns you the danger is the influence you have on young men to have this kind of mindset about women and that's really what i'm trying to get to what you really believe and how much you've just shot off because you think it's he really believes women with less partners are more desirable to more men, generally speaking. This is a value in other parts of the world. It's not as much of a value in the West, but it's still a value. The, 
Pierce Morgan is playing himself here. This is this is again goober feminist indoctrination. What does it matter how many women uh, men a woman has slept with? She's the sovereign. Like like it's nonsense. It's goofy. This is this is he's taking an L here. So W for for Quite entertaining, and you haven't really given it much thought. And whether now you're a bit older and you've had all the fallout, whether part of you is thinking actually if I had, as Joe Rogan says, if you hadn't said stuff like this, you'd probably still be on these platforms. You'd be massively more popular, massively. It's totally misogyny when a man brags about a high body count. Yes, that's bad. It's terrible. More famous, massively richer. So I'm really just trying to get to on the blame. Well, I don't know if it's misogyny. It's definitely celebrating sin and evil. I don't know if it's misogyny. It's the misogynist. It doesn't matter. It's bad. Okay, whatever label you want to put on Tough. it. You yeah. just wish you hadn't said it. With great power comes great responsibility. Mm. It was certainly said before the great power came. Yo, shout out to this man for quoting Spider-Man. That's a great quote. Some of y'all laugh at me. I said that before. It's a great it's inconvenient quote. to a degree. However, like I said at the time, with the context of the conversation, I know that I'm not saying things which I believe to be detrimental to the world. However, they've been misconstrued and they've been misunderstood. If a 25-year-old woman was watching this, would you say, I'm sorry for saying that? Well, I wouldn't want anyone to be offended by anything I say. But I say it's, things but I say things that offend. And this but, is the thing that's interesting, Pierce. Please let me finish. Are you, again, you're behaving like a politician. But hang on. You can say I'm interrupting. You do. But, if, but you're answering a different question to the one I asked you. So as an interviewer, you're, sure. Okay, you're sure, behaving. Sure. Okay, let's, sure. Okay, you accept that. Let's no accept problem. we both no problem, got no on. Okay. So again, my point is simply, if a 26-year-old woman is watching this and has heard those comments, yeah. would you just say to her, look, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. No, I won't. I will say that I am sorry that that offends you. However, there's a large contingent of the world. That doesn't and, mean you're sorry. Uh, no, I'm not sorry. That's the point I'm making. I'm sorry if that offends you. However, there's a large contingent of the world that believe that, and I was mediating for a conversation. Parts of the world that believe that about 26-year-old women are parts of the world where women are not allowed out on their own. That's your... That's, that's goofy. Parts of the world that believe that are parts of the world where... No. There's folks in the West that also value purity for men and women. That's goofy. They have to wear full burkas. Well, that's a conversation... Islamophobe? You can't say that, Pierce. Those folks are a protected class on YouTube. You cannot say that. You are not allowed to talk about that. Okay? Allowed to drive cars. That's nothing to do with it. Is that the kind of well for women that you have? I was mediating. A, I was mediating a conversation. No, I'm asking you what you think. I I don't live in a country where that happens. So you're using that as the excuse for why you're not sorry for saying it. It's not an excuse. Is that there are parts of the world where this is fine? My friend. So my question to you is: Well, do you think it's fine? I don't think it's fine. I live in a world where you don't think it's fine. My the reason this I... isn't that hard, Andrew. You can simply say, Piers, you know what? With the benefit of hindsight, I wish I hadn't said it like that. And if a 26-year-old woman's watching, I'm sorry I said that because that actually is blatantly misogynist. And even though that's a view held by other parts of the world, it's not a view I share. Now, I would respect you more if you said that yeah. than if you try and say, well, it's said in other parts of the world, so I'm not sorry. I think you that need... doesn't tell me what you think. Then you need to understand why my content existed in the first place. My content existed because I tried my very hardest to be an absolute and not a realist, especially with uncomfortable truths. Mm. I was pointing out that very uncomfortable... Is that a truth? Then? It's an uncomfortable truth in many parts of the world. It's not a truth that I'm happy about. It's not a truth oh, that I created. On, hang on, hang on. You're digging it again. What do you mean that's a truth in other parts of the world? That's what you said. It's not, you're not talking about another part of the world. You're talking about what you believe is the difference between 18 and 90-year-olds and 26-year-olds. I was talking about... It's your belief. I was talking about what the people on the panel believe the difference is. So what do you think the difference is? I think the difference is age. What's the difference, then? Well, then, a 26-year-old is older than a 19-year-old. And so you stand by what you said about talking to guys, being to the club more times, being effed up more times. Well, you I, believe that or not? No, there's plenty of 26-year-old women who have been with one man or, or a virgin, right. of course. So you don't believe that? I don't think that the age is the only thing that's going to decipher how many men or women. Right, so if you don't actually believe what you're saying, just say sorry. It's not about not believing what I'm saying. It's about you understanding that there's large conversations going on. I'm just reading topic. back stuff you've said. I know and I'm asking you, do you believe it? I believe that it's more likely a 26-year-old's had more partners than a 19-year-old. Right. You don't know that. I don't know that. You're right. How is that not a reasonable statement? How is that not a reasonable statement? My goodness. In fact, like, there could be absolutely no evidence for that whatsoever. Completely agree. So why say it? Why stigmatize all 26-year-old women? 
We're, it's not about, we're repeating <laughs> ourselves here. Not really. I'm just trying to get to what you actually believe. I believe that men find youth attractive in general. I believe that in the context of the conversation... five-year-old women aren't old. I agree with you, they're not. Especially, they're, I'm, I'm old. You're, you know, I'm a lot older than that. Hmm. The point I was making was part of mediating... A Andrew is 36, by panel, the way. ...a conversation between feminists and some Muslim guys. I get it. Okay, I get it. Good. So you, you understand why I said the sentence. But as far as I know, you weren't espousing what a Muslim man might think. You were espousing what you think. I was espousing what the people on the panel believed. But you were saying what you think. Is, is, I, I feel like you're trying to pin me down. If it's not what you believe, just say, I don't believe that. What part wouldn't I believe? Well, you tell me which part you don't believe. There's the same. My gosh. Which part would you now say you... This is an L for Pierce, man. He's spinning his wheels and he completely misses the point. And, and, it's, and it's a byproduct of, like, goober sex positivity and feminization. This is, this is really bad on, on uh, Pierce's part. There's parts where he holds him to the fire, the, the property thing, right, and some other stuff that's coming up. But um, this is an L on his part to, to, to spend so much time on this. And then they cut him off so much. Like, it, this wasn't live on the air. So it's also kind of weird that they kept... Um, that he kept cutting him off. Like, if you can go down and have a uh, you know three-hour conversation, two-hour conversation, whatever, and then chop it up later for for um, segments, it's frustrating to watch this go in circles. Like this. I believe that twenty-five-year-old women perhaps have had because they've been alive longer, maybe have had more partners. But I don't believe that makes them a bad person. Right. But you understand that the way you phrased it makes every twenty-five-year-old woman I understand. feel a bad person. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> of course I, you do. What's <laughs> stupid? Dad. Come on, Pierce. Andrew, you're not Pierce. Stupid. You know. What L that for you, like bud. Any 25, 26 year old woman. Completely. And right? So you have maligned every 25, 26 year old woman with that statement. And I'm simply asking you to all those who are not <laughs> of the type of women that you've described it, are you sorry? I don't want anybody to be offended by anything I say. I want to be a positive force in the world. I don't want anybody to hear what I say and make them feel bad about themselves. Mm. I want all people to live righteous and good, whether they're male or female. And anybody. Do you lead a righteous life? I think I do, yeah. Do you? Yeah. You both now, this is where it gets interesting, okay? And, and, and listen carefully to how Andrew Tate answers this, okay? He says, do you think you lead a righteous life? Listen how he answers this. So openly of having six, seven partners at once. Is that righteous? I'm not taking him. There's no moral view from me. Simply sure. asking you what you think righteous means. I think righteous is living true to your heart and knowing that you're doing good by people, not snaking anybody, not lying to anybody. Righteous means being true to your heart. <sighs> I said this yesterday. I said this yesterday on my Kanye video, and some of you guys got frustrated with me. I said a lot of the stuff that, that comes from those folks that would call themselves conservatives or traditionalists or whatever, right? Because even the word traditional. I want traditional values. What tradition? Right? Are you talking about burqas in the Middle East, or what, are we talking about New Testament complementarianism? Right? Which tradition are you talking about? And so here Tate says, following your own heart. Okay. Now I said this is the same things, the same thing, the same language, the same philosophy that's presented from folks on the fringe left. Your truth and your feelings are of the highest value. It's the same exact logic. It's the same exact thing. And, of course, we know Jeremiah 17, 19 says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So we know that being righteous has nothing to do with your heart. That being Jesus, you know, uh, Romans says that there's none righteous, right? Not one, right? That, 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 that there's only God that's righteous and God imparts his righteousness to us through the work of the cross, so listen carefully. Listen carefully. 
I'm not taking a, there's no moral view from me. Simply sure. asking you what you think righteous means. I think righteous is living true to your heart and knowing. I think righteous is living true to your doing heart. Doing good by people. Not doing good by people. So it's about performance. Snaking anybody, not lying. Not snaking, not lying. Okay. Anybody. I know I live a very righteous life. Have you ever been in love? Yeah. How many? So I think this is a massive L for um, for Andrew Tate. I think I think Pierce could have pounded on this point because he he opened with the whole like having seven partners because I think he said, do you brag about? I think righteous is li- Listen. You boasted openly of having six, seven partners at once. You boasted openly about having six, seven partners. How could, the, the, the follow-up question should be, how could you possibly say you're righteous if at the same time you are promoting and celebrating sexual debauchery? Right? Like, how could you possibly? That should have been where, where Pierce could have pounded the point home. How could you? How could you? How is this congruent? Oh, because it's about what's in your heart. Now, listen. Now, listen to the same exact rhetoric coming from the left. It's about what you feel. It's about you. You feel like you're 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 trapped in the wrong body. It's about what you feel. It's about what's in your heart. You feel like you're attracted to the other gender. It's it's about what's in your heart. You feel like right. It's it's literally the same paradigm. Whether it's right, Kanye talking about his heart and his feelings and his instincts, how, how connection to God. It's my heart, my feelings, my instincts. Pierce saying about feeling in your heart, righteousness in your heart. Right. It's it's the same thing that's coming from the French left. It's just inverted. Right. So be careful just because someone has traditional values or just because someone's conservative or just because someone's right. That's not what it means. Righteousness is from Jesus. Tate needs to know Jesus. Tate needs to be born again. Okay. So um, I, th- I think I think uh, I-, I think it's it, it is a bar to, uh, a bit of New Ageism. I think it's a it's a it's a but it's really and Tate said this before. My truth. Right. When when he's been presented with empirical evidence from Hassan, who I do not like regarding um, regarding some of his statements about driving, driving women and men driving. And he's presented with empirical evidence. He reverted back to, well, this is just my truth and my perspective. That's not how uh, uh, truth works. That's not how objective reality works. There's a truth and then there's perversions and distortions of the truth. And then there's flat out lies. You can't <laughs> you can't say like, oh, this is my truth. And so this is the zeitgeist of the culture, whether it's whether it's right red pill or whether it's conservative uh, or or whether it's liberal or whether it's leftist. This is the zeitgeist. It's you, your energy, your feels. Be, Be mindful when people are using this sort of language. Be very mindful when you define righteousness as like, no, there's no such thing as your truth. There's the truth. That's it. Tate, the truth is. God designed us for a one man, one woman dynamic. That's the truth. That it was that way in Genesis. It was echoed by Jesus, and it was and it was laid out in how men and women are to behave with regards to Ephesians and Colossians. Okay, that's the truth. All this other stuff. No, you're putting your own take on stuff, and your opinion is not the truth. Your honesty is not the truth. Kanye is doing the same thing. He did the same thing on Tucker Carlson, right? So anyway, let's keep going. Anybody not lying to anybody? I know I live a very righteous life. Have you ever been in love? Yeah. How many times? Uh, uh, plenty. I believe in love between men and women. I'm a real love, you know. Where yeah. It's, yeah. I believe. How many? This is an absolutely irrelevant point from from uh, Pierce Morgan. Have you ever been in love? Like who? What? Sure. What does that even mean? How did you say? I, uh, enough. I believe men and women are a beautiful union. I think we're slightly different, but when we work together, we're the most powerful force in the world. But how many women have you loved? I don't know, Pierce. A few. Give me a bullpup. Five, ten, twenty. Let's let's say. 
You don't forget how many people you've been in love with. Let's say 10. I mean, I've been in love, and I certainly believe that men and women, when they work together, it's the most beautiful force on the planet. I believe in family. I believe in children. I believe in... Do you believe in family and children and love? But you brag about... But yet you brag about being with six, seven partners at once. This is the hypocrisy. This is the lack of congruence. Why are you single? I'm not single. Well, you're not married. Well, if I was married, the last thing I would do is advertise it to the feral psychopaths on the internet. So I'm not a feral psychopath. Well, that can, you can be friend earlier. Can be debated, Pierce. But the point, I'm, <laughs> the point, but the point I'm making as a whole is that all of these. Do you want to get married? Is my point. No, but let's let's please for a you second. Don't or you do? Let's please for a second because you've interrupted me so many times. I've failed. To well, actually, I've only interrupted you just to be clear when you've actually answered a different question. Cool. Well, then on all these points you're and making, you've admitted that on all these points you're making on repeat, you're making you're taking these sentences and on repeat you're using to we- you're weaponizing them against me. I'm not weaponizing anything. Okay, it's fine. No, no. The you're point- weaponizing the weaponizing. It no doesn't exist. No problem. But you the- said to me, "Come on, bring it on. Read out all the things that you think are blatant misogyny." All I've done <sighs> is literally read out all the things we identified from all the research that I thought were blatantly misogynist Understood. and giving you the chance to respond. And the only time I've interrupted you is when you've tried to answer a completely different question. Understood, Pierce. The, but these things were said in large context where often I'm talking about how, for example, on the same podcast where you've read one of them sentences from, I was talking about how it's a man's duty to die by a woman. And the guy asked me, he said, if 10, me- if 10 men with knives attacked your woman, wouldn't you just... I said, yeah, I'd stand and die. I'd never just run away because I have a duty as a man. I must, I must die on the spot to protect her honor and my honor. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a man having responsibility to his duties. I'm talking about the old traditional ways of masculinity. And what happens is a few sentences from such a long conversation is taken and used against I him. understand that. So, the, so I want you to understand that I'm talking about protecting and providing for women. I'm talking about yeah. a man making sure... Do you sure want to get woman... married? No, but this is, we have to... We have to all feed into each other, Piers. I'm talking about protecting... That's not a hard question. No, but I'm talking about protecting and providing for a woman. I'm talking about a man being responsible for her safety. I understand. So of course I believe in men and women. Of course I believe in love. Of course I believe in marriage. Of course I believe in family. No, the, idea that I don't believe in, <laughs> the idea that I don't believe in these things is crazy. I didn't ask you if you believed in it. I asked you if you are going to get married. One day, absolutely. You'd like to. If I'm not married already, I, would, I will be married one day, <laughs> if I'm not. By the way, when he went on Valuetainment, he uh, introduced someone as his wife to my buddy Adam Sauce and Patrick McDavid. So that's, a, that's an interesting point that he, you know, he's already introducing people as his wife. Is he married? Is he trolling? Is he pulling back parts of his privacy? He's kind of alluded to this. I don't know. Um, the idea of believing in and releasing content that affirms and provides context for healthy families, I think is I think is dangerous. Like 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 like, like let, let's flesh this through. Him bragging about being with six or seven women. Him bragging about owning a can business. Him bragging about these things. Right. Um, I can give a I can give a crap about Drake and if he believes in marriage. I can give a crap about Drake on if he believes in family. I really don't care what Drake believes in any of these things. When you flesh out what Drake is representing with his content and his music and his lifestyle, it's irrelevant what he believes in or what he doesn't believe in. What's relevant is what he's presenting to the world, right? So whether or not Drake believes in marriage is completely irrelevant to me. What are you, are you, are you making art and content that is positioning men and women to move towards reestablishing and reaffirming the the nuclear family and God's ways of doing relationships. I really don't care what you believe in, right? So I think this this here is like, eh, ah, right? But like if if Drake were to say the same things, right? And so why am I using Drake as an example? Well, because if you listen to what Drake talks about and multiple mirage of women and all this different multiple orgies and all this kind of stuff that, that, that he talks about, I believe in love. I believe in, right? Or Diddy, or whoever, right? Like, but if your lifestyle is a complete counter, uh, the, the 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 complete antithesis to what you claim you believe in, 
do you really believe in these things? Right. And again, maybe Andrew Tate is married. I don't know. Maybe he I, I have a gut feeling. This is not from God. Right. Kanye will conflate a gut feeling with God. I have a feeling that 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 if, if Tate were being a bit more honest, that he's growing and evolving in real time. Right. I think I think it, 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 I think he's changing in some of these things. And I think the things that he maybe thought were cool five years ago, he doesn't think are cool at 36 and 37. Um, but I don't know if he has the humility to admit that. That, that, that that's my assessment. You, you might be secretly married. I, I could be married, correct. Why would you not tell me either way? Why would I advertise to the feral psychopaths of the world who have tried their very best to destroy me for an opinion about my private life and the things that are most sacred to me? Why so you think if you said you were married, everyone would hate you? I don't know why people hate me. It's about me understanding that I'm a hard target, but I am very, very protective of the people I care about. Right. But you believe in the concept of marriage. Completely. That's what we were talking about the whole time. What do you think? We talked about a man giving a woman away. Okay. I believe in marriage more than anybody. In fact, my... I believe in marriage. In... No, please. Okay. I believe in marriage in the traditional sense. I believe a man has a duty to stand up and be a real man. I believe that the problem with the world today that we are facing is that not enough men are sticking to the age-old ways of masculinity. Mm -hmm. I believe that me standing up and saying a man must protect a woman and provide for her, so he needs to make sure that she's safe. He needs a degree of authority to I protect have no her. Problem with... No, but no, you, but people do have a problem with it. I'm, and that's, I'm the, not, sorry, and that's the world we're in. People definitely have a problem with it. Like, let's not get it twisted. People have a problem with this stuff. Pierce. People have a problem with this stuff. It's toxic masculinity, yada, 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 yada. So you may feel like, oh, yeah, it's not, right? But but Tate also has to be self-aware enough that, like, this, I don't know if that's the reason why he was deplatformed, right? Now, I'm over here. Sure. I don't have a problem with what you just said. Here's where my problem comes, right? There are a lot of clips of you floating around on the internet, as you know. One of them it has you saying, bang out the machete, boom in her face, grip her by the neck, shut up, bitch. In another, you say, slap, slap, grab, choke, shut up, bitch, sex. When people see those clips and hear you say those things... Agreed. Well, I don't think that... It's not hard to misunderstand it. It is. You might say that it's consensual. Other people would say, whether it's consensual or not, that's a very ugly way to talk about women. Completely. Now let's Hitting watch... them with machetes. No, watch the whole video. It's a girl coming at me with a machete and me saying, here, slap the machete out of her hand. She's attacking me. So you don't understand. So, complete L for Pierce Morgan here. Don't quote videos that are in the category of like, this is why he's an awful person without having went and looked at the videos. If the response of that narrative, right, I take the machete out of her hand, slap, 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 yada, 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 is a woman coming to attack him and how he would respond. And Pierce didn't know that. That's a complete L for Pierce. Complete L. And it actually, and it actually proves Tate's point of being taken out of context. Completely. Now let's Hitting watch... them with machetes. No, watch the whole video. It's a girl coming at me with a machete and me saying, here, slap the machete out of her hand. She's attacking me. So you don't understand. This is the exact point. I do the understand. Con... No, people don't. D w for, for Tate right watch here. Watch them in full. And this is actually what's interesting. And please don't interrupt me on this point. Social media has changed in modern times. YouTube five years ago was five, six, seven, eight minute long videos. Mm. Now we have TikTok, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, YouTube shorts, Instagram stories. Now anything you produce that's long form is cut down to very, very short form. They're interested in clicks, they're interested in engagement. They find, the most, con they find the most controversial clips they can Andrew, on purpose. You Not only does he benefit from it, he encouraged people from Hustlers University affiliate program to do that. So Tate, you, 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 <laughs> you can't <laughs> stop it, fam. This man is very like slithery with these points. Like, bro, you encourage people to do that with your own content, repurposed it, and paid them to flood TikTok with your content. Stop it. Benefited from all that. Everybody benefits from social media views. Your, as do you. Your was it the hustler? What is it? I called? had an online school called Hustlers University. Right. And their whole job was to promote your clips, make I you rich and famous. So you've benefited from this system, the one you now profess to hate. You've benefited from I all never that. said I hated you it. You clickbaited like the best of them. I never said I hated it. I'm saying what happened. 
I don't hate it. I don't hate social media. I think it's a very powerful force. I don't hate the social media. I'm saying the point that. is, I think you can talk. Look, you can talk to girlfriends of yours, um, maybe a secret wife. I don't know. It's entirely up or to two. You. Or two. You maybe you've got ten wives. <laughs> that's your business. I don't care. Right. My only thing is, I don't care what you do in private. If it's consensual between you and another woman, you can do what you like. Right. It's your life. I believe in freedom and, and liberty. It's when you say it in public. It's the influence that this kind of thing has on young men. Agree. Right. And I speak to someone with three sons. Right. It's who are, by the way, they're intrigued by you. They're fascinated. Right. You're a. You're a aha. That's why Pierce Morgan is doing this interview. <laughs> you guys think I'm stupid. I'm not stupid, guys. I, I know this. His fans are tater tots. Now we get the truth. <laughs> Big thing in that world of TikTok and so on. So they all are aware of you and what you say. So they're all looking. And when they see things like the machete thing, I get the context because I'm a 57-year-old guy who's been around the block a bit and I can get what you said and you're responding to a particular scenario which you'd created where a woman... But it can be misunderstood. I understand. So my point to you is, given that you know it can be misunderstood, do you regret saying things like this on camera where it can be disseminated by less intelligent young males who think that is actually what they should be doing to women? And finally, we get to the point of the issue, which is the point I tried to make at the very beginning. When I made a video before I was famous that got 500 views, me being concerned that 1% of people will misunderstand it was not relevant. Where you start getting 5 million views a video, 50 million views a video, 1% of people misunderstanding it. doesn't change it what becomes you... a, No, it doesn't, but it becomes a much larger problem. I feel like Pierce Morgan didn't really know that about that, that video he quoted and unfortunately uh, c- kind of played himself and then tried to walk it back because why would you bring up a video that is clearly the end of him telling a story of a woman potentially attacking him and... Right, like creating this whole like it's 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 so goofy. So with great fame comes great responsibility. Right. So I agree. Would I now that I'm famous? Do I say things the same way as I did back before I was famous? Absolutely not. Right. As neither would you or nearly any other famous person on the planet. Once you become famous, you have to be a lot more careful with how you say things. I understand. So my logical follow-up to that remains: Do you regret then saying it the way you said it? I can't live in regret by saying something before I was famous on a camera, which barely anybody watched, and then I became famous afterwards. That would be a very asinine way to view the world. I can't live in. Do you stand by all those? I can't live in regret because I didn't know I was going to become the most famous man on the planet. that regret would be the wrong word. I like how he keeps going back to being the most famous man in the world. But I also is like w- regret. It's not about living in regret. It's about saying, yeah, you know, year ago I've said some stuff on YouTube that uh, sometimes if somebody points it out, I'll go back and clip it out. Regret, not regret. Like I, whatever, whatever. It's a, it becomes a semantics game. You know, you shouldn't have said some some of this stuff. You know, it wasn't helpful. It's okay to own that. It's okay to own. Is that. it on, is it inconvenient? Sure. But I can't sit here and say, I wish I knew six years ago I'd be the most famous man on the planet and monitored all of my speech forever. That's asinine. You see, but one of the problems that people have with you is that... It's, it's really not asinine. Like, you got, we're all accountable for what we say, right? We all got to be careful with what we say and the words we use. It's not, it's not that asinine. They think you have a malevolent influence on young people. This was the excuse that was put out by the big tech companies. Excuse, oh, excuse being the keyword. Well, it may be, actually. You know, I, 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 intrinsically, I have a problem with censorship. I don't think Donald Trump should be banned from Twitter, for example, because the Ayatollah of Iran remains on Twitter and other social media platforms. And whatever I think of you, you're not the Ayatollah of Iran, right? So there's, there's a, to me, there's got to be perspective here. And I don't understand the inconsistency by what companies like Twitter, how they treat the, the leader of Iran mm-hmm. and someone like you. It seems to me they're much more draconian on people like you yeah. than they are with people who perhaps should not be allowed platforms. Yeah. Um, but generally, I don't really agree with no platforming people. Yeah. But I think what's interesting talking to you is it seems to me like you have gone on a bit of a journey of self-awareness about the impact of some of the stuff you said in the past. And you have said you wouldn't say it again in the same way. Now, you may not want to express regret for that, but it shows me that at the very least you have evolved to somebody who recognizes that these can be quite damaging in the way that you said them. Completely. As a professional and as an adult, it would be stupid for me to sit here and say that now that I'm the most famous man on the planet, my words do not have more impact than they did before. 
with impact, with power comes responsibility and things need to be worded in a very careful way. Now, when I do a long format interview, I have to sit there and consciously understand that any 10 seconds of that can be cut and used against me. So I have to be a lot more careful with how I say my words and how Mm -hmm. I construct my sentences. Of course, we agree with all of that. That's exactly what's happened to me. I agree with all of that. I don't want to be seen as a negative influence in the world. I know that there's a whole bunch of men. I get thousands of emails a week from men whose lives I've saved. I get thousands of emails a week from men who are on the verge of suicide and I've saved their lives. We're talking about... And by the way, I don't dispute that at all. You, You have almost certainly, I would think, from everything I've read about you, I think you have certainly been probably able to be very helpful to young men who have really struggled for self-confidence and all that kind of thing, right? Completely. I'm completely prepared to accept that. But there was also, I think, quite a disturbing piece that BuzzFeed did. And it talked about the, the negative impact of young, impressionable male minds. So he talks about being a positive influence. And this right here is a... Is a uh, it's another elf appears from They've read or seen some of the more inflammatory things you've said. And they quoted, for example, Sandy, uh, 22, from Washington. My father's gone from a man who minded in women's studies in college, who was kind and in touch with his emotions, treated all people, men and women around him, with kindness, to a man who says that whenever he sees an effeminate male stranger, he gets an overwhelming urge to murder them. He loves podcasts. He listens to a lot of podcasts. I know he's listened to Andrew Tate. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's stop for a second. Let's be professional here, Piers, because you're a professional as am I. Firstly, she said, did you say that my father went? She said, my father has gone. That's a full-grown man. Firstly, so we're talking about my impact on children. You just talked about a full-grown man here. Secondly, I've never talked about murdering effeminate men in anything online ever, uh, in any context ever. So I don't know. So disingenuous by Pierce Morgan. What? First of all, BuzzFeed? And then his random story of this random girl with a random grown dad who all of a sudden is talking about deleting people? That's an L for Pierce Morgan. That's an that's a L for BuzzFeed. That was terrible. Why they have taken some random person I've never met in the world who's full-grown, an adult, and come to their own conclusions <laughs> who I've never met and lumped his name in with mine. That is absolutely unfair on every level. I didn't watch, I didn't read this BuzzFeed, I didn't read this BuzzFeed article, hmm. but after hearing the first point, I know it's trash. That is complete garbage. What is just saying what is I'm the view? reason this man believes what he believes. I've seen a quote from you, and you can tell me what you feel here about this. Sure. You talk about people don't want to see men dressed up in... I transgender. That's people. not exactly what I said. What, I did said you, what did you say? I said the reason I am so popular and I'm so famous is that there's a large contingent of men who don't want to wear makeup, who still want to make money, go to the gym, be strong, drive a fast car, be traditionally masculine, and don't want to be shamed for that, and they don't want to be called toxic for that. That is the reason I'm so massively famous. That is what I said. What do you think of transgender people? That's nothing to do with me. I'm not transgender, and I don't understand the issue like they do. They are, you do are you transphobic? Do you consider yourself that? Transphobic? What, afraid? Uh, I love that answer. I love that answer. Trans, 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 what do you mean, afraid? <laughs> do you guys think I'm stupid? I'm not stupid, guys. I I know this. The whole idea, I've talked about this at length, the whole idea of phobic, any type of phobic, it's so silly. No one's af- no one's no one's afraid. No one has a, a phobia. He's like, what do you mean, afraid? Like, like he can't even comprehend what the question is. Like, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about, afraid? That was great. Uh, I would say... That's a good question. I would say so far up to this point, I think Andrew is probably getting the, the the one point I would have given Morgan is on the property part and on the you've benefited and you've encouraged people to use this system. Um, so I, I give Pierce Morgan two points. And I think um, and, and I think uh, 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 Andrew's probably got like five or six points uh, on him. Um, Pierce Morgan got two 
Okay, um, this right here is is this. Kind of, yeah, I don't live. In, I don't live in fear, my friend. I I, I have no. Problem. You have a dislike of transgender people. I don't know any transgender people. <laughs> you have a dislike of what they stand for, what they are. No, why would I? I, don't I know. That's I'm not my issue. Them. That's not my issue. And that's actually quite interesting because when I was attacked, a lot of these stupid articles like BuzzFeed, because it's ridiculous. That whole that first point proves anyone with a brain knows that that's garbage. Mm. When they attacked me, they lump a whole bunch of things in together. They say misogynistic, racist, transphobic. They just put them all together at random. No, no, no. I'm mixed race. By the way, I don't know where they get these. They just get these buzzwords Andrew, and put them in, Andrew, in a sentence. By the way, I completely agree. It's crazy. And I've had the same thing done to me. Okay, and well, I'm not calling you anything. I'm asking you what you personally believe you are. I, it's not an issue I discuss. What I do discuss is so that... So you support transgender people? Trans, I, I support individual liberty. I'm a libertarian. Yeah, so you support transgender people? Sure. Sure. Why not? Exactly, yeah. So, but my point is, as a whole, you're saying that I'm saying I don't want to see men in dresses. I'm saying no. I'm you saying support that, gay people? Sure. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying there's a large <laughs> contingent of men in the world who like the idea of... the. So here's the point. Like, what does that mean? Like, what does that even mean? You support transgender people. Support, what does that mean? What does that mean? Like, what, is he, what, what does that mean? Do I support people having the right to do what they want and not being bullied and not being attacked and not being punished legally and not, right? Yeah. Live your life. If you're not a Christian, it's none of my business. Do I think that that should be presented as the standard and the ideal or equal to a one-man, one-woman marriage? Should that be taught to my kids in school? No. So what does that mean? Do I support? Yes, I support anybody's right to do what they want to do with their bodily autonomy. That's their right. That's their body. In a general sense, do I support how that then impedes on, on my household? No. Right? Like what... This is silly. Like, it's a silly, it's a, it's a silly question. Like, do, do you support these communities? What does that even mean? Right? And if you don't, and, and, and here's, the, here's the flip side to that, is like 20%, one out of five of Gen Zers, the Gen Z generation, identify as a part of that community. One out of five. That's doubled from every generation. Right. So like from the boomers to the Xers to the millennials to the, to the Gen Z, it's doubled. OK, I don't know of any biologist or scientist that would say, hey, this is um, th- th- this percentage of the population being a part of this community is natural. There's something in the zeitgeist that's making younger individuals who are heavily influenced by this stuff, heavily indoctrinated in this stuff in school, wanting to identify with it. Okay, as a, as a part of the LGBTQIA. So, so like, do do I support that? No. Do I support people individually being able to be into whatever they're into? Sure. Right. I think I think it's a it's a, it's a it's a really silly point. Like, what does that even mean? Like, what does that even mean? Do I think that there should be masculine men? Yes. Right. Um, the question is, uh, sorry, I just missed it. Uh, Ruben Cruz says, the question isn't do you support? The question is, say you do or you're going to be canceled. Yeah, like, what does that mean? Like, what, like, support? Like, what does that mean? I got, I got to go to a rally? Like, I got I to want my kids to be taught this stuff in grade school? Third grade? Second grade? Like, what are, what are you saying? Right? Support. Like, I don't know. I, generally speaking, I support people that aren't trying to impact or hurt other people. It's a stupid question from Pierce Morgan. Additional masculine view of the world who feel happy when they watch 80s action. Uh, shout out to Andy. The, he, he perfectly summarizes. He says, I respect them and appreciate them as fellow image bearers, but I don't celebrate, promote, or endorse sinful lifestyles. That would be the question. That would be the Christian. Um, that would be the Christian answer. 
right? That would be the Christian. That would be the, the, the biblical answer. I love that answer. Heroes with big muscles and they run yep. around. And there's nothing toxically masculine about having a fast car and a beautiful girlfriend and making a bunch of money. And nothing being, at all. Absolutely. And those are the people who are my fans. I and I'm, and but I'm actually, saying... But the problem is... Okay, I'm going to interrupt you just to say this. No, <laughs> okay, no. Okay, but this, you're saying that I have a problem with men in dresses. I'm saying no. The people who watch my I'm content... that question. You've answered. Yeah, but the people who watch my content don't want to see men in dresses. Clearly, I don't wear a dress. That's why they're watching your content. No, you're not wearing a dress. <laughs> no, but that's the point I'm making. That's the point I was making. There's a large contingent of men who yes. are not interested in the things that perhaps the YouTube algorithm is trying to feed. I them. think there are lots of yes. I, I, look, when you support masculinity and masculine traits, I'm with you. Right. Okay. So you agree a man should protect and provide for a woman? Uh, absolutely. Okay. So you agree if you were walking down the street with a woman, you'd be you'd be responsible with her safety? Uh, yeah. Cool. Absolutely. So if that woman wanted to walk alone, I don't night, think I have authority over the woman right. as we do that. Okay. So let me ask you another question, Piers, because we are professionals. Let's say your woman decided she wanted to take a nice little walk through the South Side of Chicago at mm. 2 a.m. and she wanted you to go with her, and you were responsible for fighting and dying on the spot if she was attacked. Mm. Don't you think you would say to her, "No, we're not going out right now. It's not safe." Yes. Okay, so you'd have authority to make the decision. So no, I wouldn't. So I would say, so I don't think you should. If she decides to, it's her own volition. Well, if she decides, you're not going to stop her. I have her. no power to stop her. Completely. But you think you do. No, I don't think I have power you to stop her. You clearly do. No, I think I have power to make the decision. I think, no, that's not sensible. So if you have the power to make the decision, you have the power to stop her. Uh, no, because... And that's she... where we differ. That's why I think it's interesting about you. I don't think you really think through what you're saying. I think through what I'm saying because so what... carefully. Yeah, but Andrew, what you've literally just said is that you have the power to stop no, her. No, I said I don't have the power to stop her. I'm not going to lock her in the room. I'm saying that. <laughs> so if she a, wants to go on her own. Then she's going to go. Then but you as don't a, have authority to stop okay, her. Okay, but as a couple, if we're going to sit there and decide if we're going to take this... You asked me, Dovis, yes. would I feel a sense of responsibility for her safety? Absolutely. Agreed. Absolutely. So, so would let me I finish, have the power or authority to stop her doing it? No, no, of course not. So let me finish, Piers. You're not going to stop her walking out the hotel. Of course, it's her decision. She's a sovereign individual. Mm. My point is that usually in a couple, people have, you'd sit there as a team and you discuss, and perhaps on certain issues, the woman will know more about X and she'll decide X, and the man might know more about Y and he'll decide Y. So I'm saying if we're as a couple and we're sitting there and deciding, as a couple, as a team, and she says she wants to take this late night stroll, I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to veto this one. I'm going to call but veto because it, in... it's dangerous, right. which to a degree would give me in that particular scenario a degree of authority. If she said, I don't want to listen to you, Andrew. It doesn't give you authority. I, if she says, I don't want to listen to you, Andrew. I want to go on that walk. The very definition, in my opinion, of having veto power in a specific area where authority has been given, like that, to me, that is the very definition of authority, is it not? If my wife says, on these things, I'm going to defer to you and you ultimately have veto power. That is the biblical mandate, in my opinion, of what headship is in a marriage. In specific areas, I have veto power. Specific areas, right? I'm ultimately the head, right? And so Pierce Morgan just pretending like he doesn't understand this is so ridiculous to me, right? Like you, if, if you have responsibility, you should have veto power. Very simple. Very, very simple. And this is where I think the, the, the entire idea of with responsibility comes authority. If I have responsibility over someone, I have to be able to have some, some degree of veto power, right? Somebody has to drive in a specific situation. Somebody has to be in a passenger seat in a specific situation. And again, it's not about all things. I don't have veto power over what curriculum my wife uses to homeschool our kids. I don't have, v, right? Like there are things where I defer to her expertise on. And I think, I think Andrew is saying that. And Pierce Morgan is being disingenuous and pretending like he doesn't know what it means. When someone's giving you veto power, they're giving you authority. Maybe authority is a strong and a polarizing word, but it's well within reason to say, hey, if me and my wife are in Chicago and we're seeing some friends and then she wants to go and take a stroll in the south side of Chicago, I'm going to tell her, no, we're not doing that. Am I going to get physically in a way and lock her in a room and put her in hand? No, doesn't mean that either. Pierce, 
Elf appears right yeah. here. Then what can yeah. I do? So, well, then, then I, you I, don't I, have authority. I, I hope I wish you the best, I mean, my love. Then you don't have authority. Cool. Then it's a semantic argument. Not really. I think it it's is. the complete opposite of what you said you had, which no. was authority. No problem, Piers. No problem. But I think I think Let we actually ask you about what, what do you believe about depression? Do you believe depression is a real thing? I believe that feeling depressed is real. I think I think he I think Piers switched topics to this. Because I think he knew, in my opinion, I think he knew he took the L there. Just my opinion. Because, yeah, it's goofy. I don't believe depression as a clinical disease is real, no. Really? Correct. You don't believe people can be clinically depressed? I think PTSD is very real. I've, unfortunately, I have some friends who suffer from that. Mm. I know that feeling depressed is real. I believe that the number one power you have against these things are taking, trying to take control of your own mind and affecting your own life. I believe that it's not healthy to hand over all your power and believe that depression is an outside disease that you can't affect. I know that when I've had difficult periods in my life, and also many of my friends, like I've said, suffered from PTSD and been through terrible things. I've lived a very difficult life, and I know people who have, that the things that made them feel better is when they woke up and said, you know what, I'm not going to allow this to damage me anymore. I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to fight this as hard as right. I can. And, I'm, and by the way, on that, I agree. So we agree. Right? My favorite speech is the Rocky Balboa one. Okay, so then we agree. The no, red no. One. no, we do. This is what we don't agree. <sighs> Pierce. You don't, no, hang on. You, you've got to let me sure. interject when I don't agree with you, sure. right? Where I don't agree with you is that there's no such thing as clinical depression. There absolutely is. Well, it's a proven scientific medical reality. There's a different argument about have we gone a bit too soft, right, in yeah. schools and yeah. all the rest of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Do I think some people moan and whine too much about their lot in life? Definitely. Okay. Are we a victimhood society? 100%. Okay. Is there such a thing as clinical depression? Absolutely. So and, some- and my argument is that if you... I'm with, I'm with Pierce here. This is an L for, for tape. Saying clinical depression doesn't exist, but PTSD does, is a complete L. Pierce is right. We folks definitely have a victim mentality. They definitely want to identify as having depression. A lot of it can be seasonal. A lot of it can be external, situational. Um, but to say in an absolute sense that clinical depression, bipolar, for example, which is you could be manic and you could be you could be uh, um, you could be manic and then you could be depressed, right? Manic depressant doesn't exist is nuts. Like that's wild to say that out loud. I, th- I think I think Andrew takes an L here, and and I think there's a difference between saying, "Hey, stop romanticizing depression," "Hey, stop being soft and and fragile." Hey, change your environment as much as you can, but some people do have an actual Kanye will call it a brain sprain, right? Some people do actually have something off chemically with their brain. Now, whether that's externally impacted like PTSD is, which he says he believes that, or whether that's an internal chemical imbalance, maybe somebody had bipolar and passed it down to, I don't know. But um, regardless, clinical depression exists, right? Now, now some, some of you guys are saying... Um, the long-term studies have show, have now shown that clinical depression is not caused by chemical imbalances in our brains. Okay, respect. Something's causing it, right? Something's causing it. Now, if you want to talk about the cure, the potential cure, I think we could have that conversation. I think I'm actually with Andrew on the potential cure, right? Which 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 he goes on to explain. Actually, bracket everybody who's not clinically depressed and doesn't have the genuine medical condition. Then actually, if millions of people are deemed to have depression, the ones who really need the help don't get it. Well, that's that, my point. Well, that can that that I would agree with. You're right. I think it's certainly an overused term. Okay, hold on, hold on. So you guys are saying chemical imbalances aren't real. You guys understand bipolar is real. Bipolar is an issue in someone's brain. If you put their brain under uh, uh, um, a MRI, a bipolar brain is going to look different than a than a regular brain. Okay. So whether chemical whether whether um, whether uh, uh, a, a clinical depression is a chemical imbalance is, is irrelevant, right? 
bipolar is definitely real. A bipolar brain under an MRI looks different than a healthy brain, than a normal brain. Bipolar is a type of clinical depression. That is bipolar and you know manic depressant. So you get yeah, let's let's not now. Are there other types of clinical depression that people are not having chemical imbalances? Maybe there are situational. Maybe there are seasonal. Right? Sure. Right. Uh, but 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 do not conflate that because there's folks out here with actual uh, bipolar who need to take their medication. Okay, they they need to take that. It is responsible for them to take their medication. So let's chat. Yeah, be careful with that. Okay, because you start telling bipolar folks not to take their, their medication, and it can get really dark really fast. Okay, you don't you don't the research doesn't clinical depression. No, I don't. And that to me is a damaging view. Okay, well let me explain why. If someone comes to me and says I'm clinically depressed or I feel very very sad, I would say the first thing you need to do is stop accepting the identity of a clinically depressed person. Stop accepting you have no control over this, and what you need to do is stop identifying that way, and let's work together to try and fight but against it. There isn't it. an eminent doctor in the world who would tell you there is no such thing as clinical depression. Who would not tell you that I think, some people I think Yohan, it's simply beyond. I think Johan Hari wrote a book saying exactly that, my friend. He's, he's not an eminent doctor. No, but he, he's a I, I said depression wasn't real long ago and was attacked for it. Then Johan Hari wrote a book. Which What's going to do with Johan Hari? Because he wrote a book proving me right. Most people. Johan Hari's a journalist. Sure. And and my point is that a lot of people who are clinically depressed are suffering with something in their life. And if you fix the problem in their life, perhaps they won't feel depressed anymore. No, but, That's not a disease. No, but Andrew, that's situational. Andrew, you're simply wrong. If that's what you believe, Piers, that's it's what fine. I believe. I don't believe in things that take power away. There from is not an eminent doctor in the world Pierce, who would agree with Pierce, you. Piers, I you think you know more than doctors. I can't become clinically depressed. Why do you know? Because I don't believe in it. Wait, but you also don't have bipolar, right? Like, that's that's the point. So you can't, sure, but you also don't have bipolar. Now, there's a strong correlation. Uh, I'll come back to this idea. I can't be haunted by a ghost if I don't believe in ghosts. Well, that's like saying I'm never going to die because I don't believe in it. It's ridiculous. Perhaps, but if it allows me to live a life where I feel happy but here's and content myself. This is, again, this is that little area where it's, you lose me. No, I don't lose you. You are, because, because Pierce, somebody with your following Pierce, says The thousands no of people, thing. the thousands of people who have emailed me saying, my doctor told me I was clinically depressed and it's a disease that I have got in my brain and I can't be fixed. And I started listening to you and I realized that that's not the case and I can fix my own life and you're the only person who has you, ever helped me. Oh, Andrew, thousands of people have Andrew, emailed me that exact think, email. If you think you are single-handedly curing people of clinical depression, you are living in cloud cuckoo I am reading the emails of people who I have heard <laughs> There's a lot of people, but, but to be fair, there's a lot of people who have been misdiagnosed with clinical depression because of pushing SSRIs and all that kind of stuff. So is it possible that there are uh, a ton of people who have been clinically diagnosed, clinically diagnosed with something and they didn't have it? That's also possible. And listening to Tate could have helped them. That's also possible, right? But to say that somebody had bipolar, they started listening to Andrew Tate and their bipolar was gone. Tate, that's an L for you, bud. You're reading emails from people who have believed you when you say there isn't such a thing, and they've probably never been diagnosed clinical depression. They just want to go along with what Andrew Tate says. I don't think so. And I think your view of that is, that view is dangerous. I, I, I respect that you think my view is dangerous, and I respect you have the right to view that, mm. to think that. I think that clinical depression, I actually agree with you, is massively overdiagnosed. I've already said that PTSD is a very real thing. I've already said... I didn't... Oh, hang on. Okay. Again, you're misquoting me. I, I did not say clinical depression is massively overdiagnosed. I said that people who claim to be depressed but don't have clinical depression, I think that is massively overblown, right? In other words, there are a lot of people who just have a bad day yeah. and declare, I've got depression. Yeah. And I, I say, well, have you been to a doctor? Have you been clinically diagnosed? If you have and you have clinical depression, that's one thing. But if you haven't, we could probably work on some mental strength and resilience skills with you. But a, a clinically depressed person has an absolutely proven medical condition that is beyond their control. Not according to me and many others, my friend. Well, what do you know about it, honestly? 
I know, I know. You're not from... a doctor, are you? are trained, are you? I'm not a doctor. You're not a psychiatrist, you're none of those things. Sure. You're a guy on the make, he's done very well for himself, spouting stuff off, much of which I agree with, as you've seen in the interview, uh, but some of which is ludicrous, and that's one of them. It's not ludicrous. It is. It's not. If you said to me, we're in a victim whose society has got to stop, I'm with you. Okay. But the moment you try and deny clinical depression. I believe feeling depressed mm. is real. I do not believe it's a disease that you catch from. So I think, again, you believe feeling depressed is real. I don't believe it's a disease you catch. I don't think anybody believes that depression is a disease you catch. Um, and by the way, I'm somebody that, like, I, I've, I've been diagnosed with PTSD. I don't have any, I've never really been depressed. I've been sad. I've had rough weeks, right, rough days. But I think this idea that um, this is, and this is, again, like, I'm going to ignore and maybe he disagrees on bipolar. Maybe he believes bipolar is real. But but it, but you can't say, I believe in PTSD. Clinical depression doesn't exist. But and but bipolar is not clinical depression. Bipolar is a a type of depression, right? There's people that are. This is basic basic stuff, guys. This is very basic stuff. So I think this is this is this is this is wild. But it's a deeper issue of of people's deferring to objective. Um, objective empirical evidence, which Andrew Tate will revert back to anecdotal evidence. What is the objective consensus on something? And yes, I get it. The medical system is not perfect. Yes, I get it. SSRIs. Yes, I get it. It's all kinds of stuff. But if a consensus on something is, hey, these things are real, maybe they're environmental, maybe they're not. Maybe they're environmental and you can give somebody something to hold them over while they change their environment. Um, this is this is this is and, and this can also be true simultaneously with saying, and by the way, a lot of people are romanticizing the idea of a depression. It's cool to be depressed. There's a lot of music about depression. All your favorite rappers and artists and emo is depressed, right? That also is true. Both, both things are not mutually exclusive. But to say that um, these things are not the same. Wait, wait, wait you're saying that no. Bipolar does not equal depression, though. I didn't say bipolar equals depression. I said there's a type of bipolar that comes with depression. And bipolar would be a type of clinical depression. Manic depressant. Right? Help me understand how, how I'm... I'll stop. Help me understand. Help me understand how bipolar is not a type of manic depression. It's There's literally a chemical component to depression in bipolar. You're up and then you're down. And the highs are really, 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 really high. And the lows are really, 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 really low. Right? You, okay, now I, got, now, now I got to look up depression. Is bipolar depression? Really? Clinical depression is secular analysis. I, don't, I mean, it doesn't really... Clinical to me... Is it going on about the spiritual? Yeah, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. There's, there's, we, have, we have a material... Um, yeah, there's two types, right? There's a depressant and there's a manic one. I had a father who was bipolar, and yes, it's just like that. There's two types, probably much more. In fact, Tate is always right about anything you guys say. Um, bipolar. Yeah, bipolar associated with episodes of mood swings ranging from depressive lows to manic highs. If something is clinical, what is the definition of clinical? Goodness gracious. Clinical. Let's look up what does clinical mean? Clinical, relating to the observant and treatment of actual patients rather than a theoretical or laboratory studies. So you're dealing with direct patients, right? I had a doctor who put me on antidepressants 
What a freaking nightmare that was. He ended up blowing his own head off. Because, whoa, 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 that's dark. That went dark really well. The study came out recently, but they made it clear bipolar depression wasn't included in the study. Okay. Uh, he was on a, yeah, I don't, that's, that's dark. Uh, both types involve depressions. Bipolar one, bipolar two. Okay. One of those, at the very least, has a, is, is a depression. Okay. By definition, if we're saying clinical, that is a definition, right? Of depression. There, clinical depression exists. Okay. So it's not about promoting depression, it's, right? Again, you can have an overcorrection, but at the same time, we're not, we're not going to pretend that folks don't have it. I personally think a lot of mental problems are a result of demonic influence. Possibly, uh, that's possible, but that's not, that's, that's, not what we're, that's not even what they're discussing, right? My brother's bipolar and schizophrenia, and yeah, he is depressed with it too. Yeah, so you, you, again, schizophrenia, bipolar, PTSD, these are real conditions. How they happen, a variety of reasons, Right? I beg with people, um, I beg to defer with you. People can catch mental illness socially. Yes, that's, no, 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 you're, Car- Carlotta, you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. Hear me loud and clear. I'll, I'll, I'll emphasize it again. There are people who are seasonally, situationally, or socially influenced to mental illness. I agree. This is where Pierce agrees. This is what Tate is saying. But, and this is a big but, Carla, Carla, Carlotta, Carlotta, Carletta, Listen to me. There are also people who have actual clinical conditions like PTSD, which can also be some a form of depression or, or can trigger types of depression, like schizophrenia, which can trigger types of depression, like bipolar, which is literally one type one, type two. Okay, mania with depression. Okay, those exist. Those exist, right? Tate's point isn't actually about depression; it's more about kingdom, and we realize urgent. No, stop it. Stop it. He's he's out of his mind saying this because this could this could have implications of the bipolar kid who all of a sudden thinks he's cured because Tate told him so and stops taking his meds and could potentially go delete himself. Right? It exists, but it isn't true that it's caused by chemical imbalance. There uh, was literally a huge meta-analysis. Is what is bipolar not a chemical imbalance? What is what is that what is happening chemically in someone's brain? Compared to saying someone is bipolar or manic depressant or PTSD. Yeah, yeah, but Andrew Tate thinks it can be healed by him, and it's wrong because when um, when they stop medicine, it could be dangerous. That's the point. That's why it's an L for Tate here. That's why it's an L for Tate. I feel like people are. Uh, I feel like a lot of people have never interacted with a clinically depressed person. Oh, absolutely, and because it's trendy, it 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 demoralizes people who actually deal with it, and that's dangerous. That's dangerous because you think people are making it up. No. <laughs> some people have something wrong in their head. That's as old as time. Whether that's schizophrenia, whether that's PTSD, whatever. Let's not pretend like these things aren't real. This is where Tate takes an L. Okay? Now, maybe you were mis- misdiagnosed. Maybe you were given SSRIs because the insurance companies are trying to finesse you. All of that could be true. All of that could be true. Maybe it's situational. But, do not you can't make these sorts of statements because they come with real life implications for people who might be bipolar and be like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna take my meds anymore because Andrew Tate told me I'm healed of depression. Right? Look at what he's saying. Depression is an immovable force in someone's life in the opposite direction. No, 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 no. First of all, he's not promoting the same Jesus of the Bible. Stop it. Stop it. That's that is not we're not we're not playing that game. The man's bragging about sleeping with six, seven different women at, at the same time. He's not promoting the same Jesus of the Bible. Don't give him that. 
That's not what he's promoting. You might infer that, but that is not what Andrew Tate's promoting. Okay? Um, I never said the depression was an immovable force. And someone's like, I never said that. I said that it could be dealt with a variety of ways. And I've talked about this consistently. Right? Consistently I've talked about this. A variety of ways. And I can get into some of those. But to act like people who are taking their medication as they should because they have bipolar can somehow be instantly healed because Andrew Tate said so is insane and dangerous. Okay? Yeah, the, the studies on SSRIs, I'm, I'm sure there's conflicting reports there. There are more people who are uh, diagnosed with depression than ever before, so it can be suspicious, but I hear you. Yes, yes, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about folks who diagnose with, you know what I mean? I'm talking about like, it, can there be an overdiagnosis? Sure. 20% of Gen Z think they're LGBTQIA. Yeah, I don't think 20% are actually LGBTQIA, okay? <laughs> I was on the says four, and yes, they took me off in middle school, and I had straight A's. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you had it. Depression is living in the past. Anxiety is living in the future. Amen. You can have season. You can have season. You are uh, out. Nothing is working. But when it's fixed, everything starts going back. But somehow you can fix it. Yeah, and there's some folks that might need to take something for a season, right? Bipolar disorder is believed to be the result of chemical imbalances in the brain. Chemicals controlling the brain functions are neurotransmitters and include noradrenaline. Yes, bipolar is a type of clinical depression that is caused by a chemical imbalance. Goodness gracious. You can't. You cannot be this skeptical of 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 me, of modern medicine, guys. I understand it's not always accurate, right? I understand it's not always accurate, but you can't be that. You can't be this. Uh, you can't bury your head in the sand this much, okay? Some folks need meds. It's okay. Some folks need meds. It's okay. If you're bipolar, it is good and responsible for you to take meds, okay? Find the right situation that works for you. Right? I'm not talking about seasonal depression. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about it's cloudy outside, so you don't want to go outside like my wife. That's not what we're talking about. He obviously knows factually it exists. He's saying that men are literally bound by it because it's presented. Uh, but that's not what he's saying here. So let's, let's, let's finish this clip. That's not what he's saying here. That's not what he's actually saying here. Right? The sky and you cannot affect. I believe that no matter what happens, I believe you have control of your own mind and you can fight against it. I believe if you change your circumstances in your... Bro, yo, there's Jason, there's actual provable chemical imbalances with bipolar. My brother, do a little bit of research. Look up the brain scans. They're not just environmental. They're chemical imbalances. That is why bipolar is. And if you've ever dealt with anybody with bipolar, you would know this. Okay? Yeah, Christians have a habit of over-spiritualizing and, and creating a conspiracy. Don't let Andrew Tate feed into this. Yeah, I've, no, no, no. Listen, IQs. I know what metadata analysis you're talking about. I've seen it. We've talked about it. That is not. That did not factor in bipolar depression. You go back and read it. I've read it. I know what you're talking about. It's a huge headline. That is not what we're talking about. I'm specifically talking about bipolar depression. Okay, let's keep I going. I feel different. I'll give you a quick example. I had a guy who emailed me saying he was clinically depressed and he was going to kill himself. I obviously am not a psychiatrist. I'm not a doctor. I told him. Because I replied to my emails. I said, have you been to a psychiatrist? He said, yes, I'm clinically depressed. I've been on these pills, this amount of time. I'm on antidepressants. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. I said, I don't know what to say to you besides this. And he, he said he lost his girlfriend. That's why I became clinically depressed. I said, listen, go to the gym. Get a six-pack first. Once you've got a six-pack, email me again. If you still feel like killing yourself, I don't know what else to say to you. But I'd say, strong body is a strong mind. Go train. He went. He started sending me progress pictures, emailing me him getting in better, better shape. And eventually got a six-pack. He's now a professional bodybuilder. And he said, I can't believe I was considering that. I feel so much better, et cetera. The doctor was telling him he was clinically depressed and couldn't cure it. He started taking control of his own life, and now he felt better. Now, I'm not saying it's the case for everybody. No, no. I'm just saying. Here's my question. I, I'm Have just, you seen the guy's medical records? 
Of course not. I just told you the story. So you're just taking his word for it? Oh, I am taking the word of a man who emailed me with a bunch of medication in specific so you're denying proven science because one guy writes to you who you help and you've not seen any evidence he ever had clinical depression diagnosed. I'm denying the idea that... And on the back of it, you go on your, your, your rants in public to tens of millions of people denying something because this guy writes to you and says he had it and you cured him. And I think that's a dangerous mindset, Andrew. That's fine. And that's where you don't have a responsible view of your... Influence over disagree. People. It's very responsible because I'm saving people's lives. I disagree that if you're di- if you have if you feel depressed, I disagree that you cannot affect it and change your life and take control and fix yourself and feel happier. I disagree with do that. Do you think? Do you think? I- and sometimes, if you're bipolar, medication can be a part of that regimen. Now, one thing that Tate didn't mention, which I actually think is way more common than uh, than we talk about, is actually when when people tell me they're depressed, one of the things I tell them to do is, hey, go get your blood work done. When people tell me they can't lose weight, hey, go get your blood work done. Go get your testosterone drawn. There's a huge correlation, huge correlation, some of you guys don't know this, between depression and low testosterone in men. This is also why trans women who reduce their natural testosterone to to really dangerous level tend to have higher self-deletion rates. So if you are dealing with depression... Maybe you don't have bipolar, but maybe your testosterone's low. Okay, I would say that's a type of clinical depression. You are feeling below 200, fam. If you've ever, if you've, right, if you've ever dealt with low testosterone, you know, I, I my testosterone's not really dipped that much. I, but we, I had a kid, and I remember after having a kid, your testosterone dips a little bit, and it was real. You definitely feel different. Okay, you definitely feel different. So. If you're talking about depression, one of the things I think I think you can add it, on top of training, which I'm 100% for, um, is go get your testosterone taken. Go go get your testosterone tested. What is your testosterone? If you're walking around here with under 400, under 300 testosterone, I'm 100% advocating for TRT. And I don't know why you wouldn't uh, take TRT if you actually have that low testosterone, which is directly correlated to feeling depressed, Right? Is that a chemical imbalance? Is it? It's real. It's real. And I've known folks personally who were on the verge of self-deletion, went and, went and got their blood work done, found out they had really low testosterone, folks in their late, late 40s, early 50s, and got on a TRT regimen, and it literally changed their life. They, they, that now they have the drive because the, the, the testosterone is what makes men feel like men. Now they have the drive to go to the gym. They have the drive to get up in the morning, right? They have the drive to do all these things. So I think I think there's a time and a place for modern medicine. Like we can't just be like, well, it's all bad because it's coming from doctors. No, right? Te- get get these things tested. It might be seasonal. It might just because you're uh, sitting down all day and you're not active and you're lazy. That could cause you to be depressed. It might be your friend circle. It might be your life circumstances. It might be low testosterone. It might be bipolar. It might be all kinds of different things, Right. But an average, a healthy men's testosterone is between six to nine hundred. Okay, you can have outliers in the thousands, but if you then are below like 300, 200, that's dangerous. And so what happens with the with the trans athletes is that they're taking their a natural men's testosterone and they're reducing it to way, 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 way underneath a healthy range, which is like two hundred, and that's why the 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 self deletion rate among trans women is so high. Is because you're you're tinkering with your biology and the way you you were wired, which is not to be walking around with with very low biology like that, right? Low testosterone like that as a man, and so I think that's the that's the part that that that's that's huge. Also, it helps with sex drive. Many uh, women are in sexless marriages because of their husbands having low testosterone. Get your testosterone tested. 
Get your testosterone tested. Like for real. Like if you're out here, you feel depressed, you're having trouble, you, 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 feel, you feel lack of a lack of any type of motivation or drive to get after it as a man. A lot of times you'd be shy, especially if you just had a baby, or especially if you 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 sit down all day and right, like you're getting older, you're in your 40s, go get your testosterone tested. I, ref I refuse to accept that there are people out there who cannot become happy, contented individuals. I refuse to accept we live in a world where God has created people who no matter how hard they work and how good their life becomes, mm. can't be happy. I don't accept that. I accept that the universe is a very giving place and that God loves all of us. And if you try your best and you work hard, you can become a better person. And I also will argue with Ruben, it doesn't cost anything if you go to your uh, primary care physician. Last time I got my test tie was a year and a half ago. Um, it was after Zoe was born. I just went to my primary care physician. And, uh, and, and, and it, it did whatever the copay was. They did the blood work copay. Now, if I want to go every year, like the way I'm going to, uh, you can go and um, <clears throat> you can go in and, uh, and go to, uh, you can find different places online, do it, so on and so forth. Um, so are pills the only way to be normal again if testosterone? No, it's, not, it's actually not pills. Um, Alexandra does. You could, you could change diets. You can, do all, you can be more active. But if you don't even have the drive to change your diet or be more active, then it would be more of a TRT regimen where you're getting an injection once a week or every other week. And it's supposed to bring you back to a healthy range of testosterone. And then eventually you, 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 uh, you get off of it. Okay. So um, let's keep going. And I'll counter the point that you sitting here on your platform telling by the way, that is not medical advice. I'm just saying, anecdotally, right? You see the difference between me and Andrew Tate? That is not medical advice. That is anecdotal. Go talk to your primary care physician. Well, they have clinical depression. There's nothing they can do about it. It's far I didn't more say dangerous. That. Okay, well then, if they have clinical why depression, do you mis why do you misquote me? No, because you're you saying being misquoted. No, you're saying if people have clinical <laughs> depression, they have nothing to do about it. They go to a doctor and they get diagnosed cool. and they get help. Then I would argue the point that something opposite of what you just said. I said I would argue the point that if somebody has depression of any kind, whether it's clinical, whether it exists or not, whether they feel mm -hmm. depressed or not, whatever, that taking control of their life, taking personal responsibility, and working hard is always going to be the positive, best thing they can possibly do for their life going forward. How positive is it? Them. How so sitting here saying I don't believe in clinical depression, you don't believe in depression. No, I don't. I believe that people can take control and fight against things. I believe in personal sovereignty right fine good so we agree no we don't and and so here um that's why he's saying go to the gym huge test boost yes for sure and 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 by the way a lot of times it's diet it's sleep it's gym so i think andrew's prescription here is not wrong andrew saying it doesn't exist is extremely problematic for folks who have bipolar that's that's the l for andrew here i think andrew's taking an l on that regard but generally speaking what his prescription is, hey, go get in shape, go get fit, go get shredded, I think is a, is a, is a great, 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 great um, prescription, um, especially if, if you don't have to do any if, – if you don't have to take any kind of chemicals, take a pill, an injection, right? But there are people that may need that. There are people that may need that for a season, okay? Yes, we do. No, we don't. Beers are on my side. You're afraid of being canceled along with me. I, I said to you from the start, <laughs> That's all I is. agree with a lot of what you say. Completely. So I'm, I'm, talking I'm about... taking you to task over the stuff I don't agree with. Sure. And I'm just not sure you understand why it's wrong, which no. is in itself quite revealing. Let me talk to you about Alex. I... Let me talk to you about Alex Jones, right? Who I have a bit of history with. He tried to get me deported from the United States. Oh, did he? Yeah. Never knew Alex Jones tried to get Pierce Morgan deported from the United States. That's, in, that's, that, that's incredible. That's incredible. That's amazing. Okay, but guys, I got to make sure you guys know about our Bless God Studios podcast launch, October 20th. I want to give you a preview of what's to come. Okay, check this 
Check this out. I've always thought it was nasty to not put in two weeks. Mm -hmm. I quit that day. <laughs> I didn't even like, wasn't even in the mood to like sleep with these girls, but I felt like I had to. How come none of these personalities are ever doing anything benevolent? <laughs> so I think that there could be a spiritual, maybe potential demonic Got component it. that's in there that we haven't explored. The fact that I was single until I was 40 and yeah. I knew I was never going to plan a church being yep. a single guy. I wasn't, gonna, I, didn't, I wasn't about to set myself up. You know, and then I remember one time my uh, financial advisor at the time, she was like, hey, did you know you're spending more than you're making like every month? And I was like, oh, for real? And I'm supposed to, you know, perform. Yeah. This uh, production assistant is like, hey, here's a Viagra. Take it if you want to take it. Whoa. Don't if you don't. It's in your hand. It's yours. I teamed up with Moment for the exclusive live premiere of the anticipated Bless God podcast. And the tickets for that are only $7. When you get to the main page, click the yellow get ticket button, scroll down to the add-ons and throw in your ticket to the after party as well as some exclusive merchandise. And I will see you there. Bruce Lawn. I got some amazing news for you guys. I teamed up with Moment for the exclusive live premiere of the anticipated Bless God podcast. That's right. It's not just the second channel. It's an actual podcast with actual guests, long form conversations. It's incredible. And what I need you to do is tune in to experience a roller coaster of emotions as I pull out the most shocking stories, experiences, and insights from an elite lineup of guests this is an exclusive podcast experience with live behind the scenes commentary q a and more your ticket gets you access to the exclusive live event early access to new merch specifically this hoodie right here and private links to the first five unreleased full podcast you guys haven't seen any of this stuff yet but wait there's more ladies and gentlemen Add on a ticket to the live after party to hear about my craziest experience. All right, guys, we are back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We got a little bit left in the interview. I appreciate everybody hanging out with me. Holy moly, I went to a whole nother page. Let's come back to here. All right, let's keep going. What is your view of Alex Jones? I think that Alex Jones is a sovereign individual who very much like. <laughs> Sovereign individual. What does that even mean? The rabid left deserves a chance to speak on his points of view. I think that the <coughs> truth on issues is usually somewhere in the middle between two extremes. And I so think, you think Sandy Hook was staged? I don't know anything about Sandy Hook. Really? You know he's just been sued by the families for no. millions and millions. I have no idea. You don't know anything about it? No. So why would you support someone in public when you know nothing about the most infamous When have I supported him in public? You have supported him in public. I've been on his podcast. Yeah, but you said nice things about him. I say nice things about lots of people. What do you think about Alex Jones? I said nice things about you, Pierce. That's fine. So here... Pierce, Pierce does the goofy, guilty by association fallacy. He brings up Alex Jones. Complete, 
completely irrelevant to anything that's being discussed because he decided to appear on Alex Jones's podcast. I can't believe he brought this up. This was completely, utterly pointless. And say that I've been on a podcast and I say nice things about. But you him. said you support, support, uh, you support his right to speak about things like Sandy Hook. I don't know Sandy Hook. I don't know. And you know what it was? It was a mass shooting of school children. Oh, okay, okay, but to sit and and he's he, actually no, no. Let's stop for a second. Please don't interrupt me. The, here's why you're. I know why you're good at your job. First, you interrupt people a lot, which is good. It's a good skill. Actually, and, you're, I, and, you're no, no. and and then you're prove me right. But here's exactly, what, here's exactly what I do. <laughs> I only interrupt people like you when you either refuse to answer the question or answer a completely different one. Sure. And I want to remind you of what the question was. Fair enough. Or fair. when you misquote me back, which you've done repeatedly through the interview, where you say, you see, Piers, you agree with me. And the viewer who's been watching will go, no, he didn't. Cool. No problem. The other thing you do is you try and set these traps like now. So you're saying... What's that, the trap you think I'm setting? You're saying that I agree with every single point of view a man has. I literally didn't say that. You're saying, well, you support Alex Jones. Why would you misquote me? Because you're saying you support Alex Jones and you said he, you've been on his podcast and he said this. I don't know what... What do you think of Alex Jones? I, I don't know everything he said. What do you Pierce. think of him? I think, I think on his podcast, he was cordial. I think he was professional on his podcast. I've also done podcasts with rabid leftists and, and, and people who openly hate me. I do Is it wrong? So, a lot of folks don't know about the, the Alex Jones things. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of Alex Jones, but big shocker, I'd go on his podcast if he ever asked me to. Um, <clears throat> I know people... Would I go on his podcast? I think so. I'm conflicted. I'll be honest. I know people personally that were at... Sandy Hook. I personally. Okay, I got a friend who stayed at his house before. He's from that community. His daughters were in the building when it happened. Okay. And um I know the 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 devastation that Alex Jones's rhetoric around that time did to those families in that community. And I think he should have been sued and held accountable for that. And rightfully so, lost. But this is guilty by association fallacy on Pierce Morgan's part. This is a complete L to conflate this with, with him. It is possible that Andrew Tate knew of Sandy Hook but had no idea that, um, that Alex Jones caused this degree of backlash and then got sued and then lost and all these different things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, very possible. Okay, But uh, it's, it, it's an L. It's an L here for Pierce to bring us up. Pierce hasn't learned his lesson since Ben Shapiro made him look bad nine years ago for standing on the graves of the kids of Sandy Hook. Pierce was just as disgusting as he's trying to make. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What, what did this happen, that boy, for? What, what, tell me what to Google. I'll Google it right now. Tell me what to Google, because that sounds insane. I haven't heard of any of this stuff. Um, Pierce was standing on the graves of the kids of Sandy Hook. How, how was Pierce doing? Are you, being, are you saying symbolically? What are you, what are you talking about? Um, you got you got to provide context for this. That sounds crazy. So you got to you got to provide context. Do a podcast circuit. Okay. So it, and I don't know everything he's ever said. When somebody like and I don't know what. So I don't know okay. what you're trying to say, get me here I'm because I did a podcast. If you let me get a word in edgeways, I'll tell it's, you. It's, it's pretty. It's, it's a it's a lame trick. If you let me get a word in, sure. I will tell you. Let's go. Alex Jones said that Sandy Hook didn't happen. It was staged by actors. Okay. This compounded the appalling grief of the families of those poor twenty children. Okay. Who were gunned to pieces by a lunatic with an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle. They were already grief-stricken beyond belief. And this guy poured petrol onto that grief quite deliberately to make a huge amount of money from his InfoWars fake news bullshit. And as a result, <laughs> a lot of the families have now sued him and they've won. And he's going to have to pay back tens, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars in damages to these families. And quite Good. right, it won't do anything about the pain he caused them. Some of them actually had people turn up outside their houses with guns because Alex Jones had told them that these parents were making it all up. They were all staged actors. It was all run by the government. So I simply say to you, now I've told you that, what is your view of Alex Jones? I don't see why any of that has to do with me. I, 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 it's very interesting. I've done the guy's podcast. I know him well. He was professional and courteous to me. When I meet somebody and they show me respect, I show them back. 
respect. That's what I do, as I did with you. You respect him? I, if somebody shows me respect, I show them respect back. So if Adolf, I don't Hitler, know if Adolf Hitler showed you respect, you'd respect him back? If at the, that's a stupid question, Piers. It's not. It's a logical extension of your argument. No, if, if in 1931 I was walking through Germany and a man come up to me and said, sorry for bumping into you, I'd say, sorry, no problem, mate. Mm. I'd show respect back. If, I don't know. What, what are you trying to say? That I, 19... I sanctioned the Holocaust. You literally just said, if somebody respects you, you respect them back I say, if somebody shows me respect, I show respect back. That's a good way to go through life. Whoever it is. If somebody shows me respect and is courteous to me, I'm courteous back. How can you respect somebody who calls such misery and pain to I have no idea the specifics of the thing you're discussing. I don't understand any of it. Well, when I don't know anything about it. You, you told me your version of events. When did you go on the podcast? I was on the podcast about four four times in the last four years. I did one so re- relatively four, recently. So four, time, four times you went on Alex Jones' podcast. Correct. Promoting him, helping him make money. I don't money. think it was promoting and helping him. because well, it's his podcast. Well, yeah, but I've been on the podcast of people who absolutely hate me. I've been on liberal left-wing podcasts. I've been on feminist That's podcasts. Fine. And no, you just sat here saying, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I would like you to agree. Perhaps we can agree on this point that I'm not a feminist. I go on feminist podcasts. I do a podcast circuit. I do You're not five... a feminist? I don't know. What do, you I... think, what do you think a feminist is? Well, let's not change subject here, Pierce. Stay on the subject. You mentioned feminism. Completely. But you're trying, you, to, you said, you're you trying said... to get away from the point because what you did is you're trying to say because I did a podcast, I sanction all of this person's views. And I'm saying I do five podcasts no. a week. I'm I do five that... podcasts a week and I don't sanction 100% of the views of any other person on the planet because I'm an individual and he has an individual views, as right. do you. So I don't know why you're trying to come at me Would with you... one of his views and pretend that's something to because do with it's me. it's a pretty big view. No, but it's, 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 it's a lame trick, Pierce, and you're better than this. So let's move on. It's lame and let's move on. had a podcast, would you go on it? Uh, sure. You would. Great. Okay, let me know what you're talking about. If Vladimir Putin had a podcast, I'd go on it. If Joe Biden had a podcast, I'd go on it. If a feminist has a podcast, I'd go on it. If Piers Morgan has a podcast, I'd go on it. If Alex Jones... I mean, I don't see the point you're making. There's no point here. You're just... You're digging, but there's nothing... <clears throat> what, what, what Tate should have said here, which, which would have been the complete magic bullet, because I think he... I think he conducted himself well here. I think Pierce did a good job, but what Pierce... What, what he should have said is, hey... Uh, Pierce Morgan, you're talking to me right now. That doesn't mean you endorse all of my views. That doesn't mean I'm here with you. That doesn't mean you're supporting everything I've ever said by platforming me. That's that's what he should have said, and I, I think it would have completely, um, completely checked him right there. Fine. Well, I'm not. I'm taking your position that if somebody shows you respect, you respect them. I think that. I'm saying there are lots of people in the world I do not respect. If Vladimir Putin showed me respect, I would not respect him. That's your cap. Pierce Morgan would do a Vladimir Putin, Putin interview in a heartbeat. Opinion. But no, no, it's my view. What's okay, your that's view? your view. Well, you're your sitting, view is you would. You're sitting here, Piers, saying that I'm an uncensored show, and in your intro you said that it's important that we don't have echo chambers and we have varying Correct. and that we have varying opinions. Correct. But then you're saying the people you don't like, you wouldn't go on their podcast. No, no. So you are a hypocrite. No, no. I'm I will not. go on anybody's podcast and discuss any point. I don't think you understand what censorship means, do you? Like a lot of words we've had problems with today. You're just saying you what you're just what saying. What do you think censorship means? No, but the point I'm trying to make here. Hang on. What do you think censorship means? Don't hide from the fact that you're saying you will only do podcasts with people you like. Why do you think that's censorship? No, that's your that's your prerogative. My prerogative is I'll just dis- do with censorship. I'll discuss I'll discuss opinions with anybody, and I've done hard left wing. Why are you not asking me about the podcasts I've done for the people who are hard liberal? By the left-wing? way, I don't care whether they're left or right. Okay. Extremists to me are all nuts, right? Then we agree. Yes. So perfect. Good. Next subject. <laughs> all right. Here's my next subject. It's a very serious <laughs> case here. Jesus. And, and before we move on, sorry, Pierce, but before we move on. I do find it kind of disingenuous, and I know we're on a show, and, and I don't have a personal problem with you, but it is kind of disingenuous to try and sit here and lump me in with something, with some school shooting. That's nothing to do with me. I was, okay. That's nothing to do let me, on let any me, level. Let me respond. On any level. Let me explain. Like you just said, you've been on this podcast four times. In four he, years. Since he said the whole thing was staged. I don't know when he and said I simply, And I think the fact that a smart guy like you wants me to believe you had no idea that Alex Jones, who's been in the news now for the last two years, was being sued by these families for the most heinous thing imaginable of pouring petrol onto their grief by claiming that shooting was staged. The fact that you're pretending you didn't know about any of that. It's not about pretending you've been I didn't on, been on his podcast no. four Pierce, times Pierce. supporting him and making him money. So damn right I'm going to call you Pierce, out on it. When I do a podcast... If you think I spend time analyzing the point of view that ev- that, of that person and everything they've ever said you for years beforehand. It's not years, it was minutes in years most Years and years. That's when did you last go on this? 
That, when Pierce, did you last go on his Pierce, podcast? You trying to lump me in and attack me for a person whose podcast I do having a view is absolutely childish. Because, okay. because I've done a bunch of podcasts with so people. You would do a podcast. I've done a bunch of podcasts with people who are advocating for things okay. that I do not agree with on every single level. In fact, most of my podcasts are me disagreeing with people. So it's completely crazy that you're trying to lump me in with that. That's, that's cheap. I that's you, cheap. You are completely misconstruing the point of what I'm saying. I think deliberately. No, no. What you're trying is a cheap trick, and I'm just making it clear. It's not a cheap trick. I'm just curious where your line, where your moral line is. It's a cheap trick. Where's your moral line? I disagree with the points of view with the majority of the people I do podcasts with. So it's a very cheap trick you're trying here. When people invent vile things to make themselves rich off the back of families of little kids who've been blown to pieces with a machine gun or a semi-automatic version of a machine gun, I think that is actually a line I I wouldn't cross. I wouldn't be happy to go on someone's podcast when they've been responsible for doing that. It's not about political views or differences of opinion over facts. It's about somebody deliberately inventing a pack of lies to compound the grief of families. And I'm curious, you don't think you have any need to go down any kind of moral quandary about people like that before you continue to allow them to use you for their own promotion. He didn't use me. He didn't use me for Why is he having on the podcast? Because we disagreed and discussed points like we're doing with you right now. Did you you call him out on that? Are you using me? We didn't discuss that. I'm not using you. I'm giving you a platform most people aren't giving you right now to show the world who you really are. Fantastic. So neither of us are using each other. I'm here on your show. I'm providing you with content. You're giving me a platform. And nobody's using each other. It's mutual. We don't agree on a whole bunch of issues. That's fine. And here we are. I think just we've had like, a robust exchange. Yeah, just like I've done on nearly every other podcast. And for, ah! if someone were to come and say to me in the future, there's something, heaven forbid, mm-hmm. there's a skeleton in your closet. Mm-hmm. And someone were to come to me and say, you were on Piers Morgan's show. Did you know he's X or he's done X? I would say that's absolutely nothing to do with me. Right. But I'm, I'm I make actually, the same point protecting you. I don't, I don't know what you do. I don't know your I personal can guarantee, life. I can guarantee one thing. I will not be inventing stories about I, the families of kids. I hope you. I hope. I hope not. I hope you're a righteous person. I'm but not, I don't I'm not know. claiming to be a righteous person. I don't know. I'm just saying that I just think it's an interesting that you have no moral compulsion about going on people. It's like not about moral crazy. compulsions. It's about I don't know what you do, Piers. You could have a bunch of skeletons in your closet, my friend. I don't have a clue. I'm, sure, I'm here on your TV show. I'm sure we all have lots of skeletons. Let me so ask. You, let me ask. Let me ask you this. Interesting about the feminism thing. Sure. Do you? <sighs> yeah, that's an L for Piers. That was. That was. That was. That was. That's a complete train wreck. Complete. Identifies a feminist. I think that women and men are fantastic. Both of us are fantastic. I think women reproduce. I think women need to be respected, (laughs) protected, provided for. I think that modern feminism is kind of hard for me to even truly understand. What do you think it means? What is feminism? I think that the idea of feminism is that men and women are equal uh, under the law. And do you believe that? Completely. We should be treated completely equal. Yeah, but we are equal under the law. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, Not really. I think there are still some issues in the world where, I mean, certainly in workplace, the gender pay gap remains. Uh, They're not treated equally in most cases, women. Well, that can be discussed, the gender pay gap. I think that's already been discussed at length. Gender pay gap's cap. L for Pierce Morgan for bringing that up. If you if you're conflicted on that, uh, you, you this this does tons of stuff regarding um, men and women doing the same exact job. There's no seventy cents to the dollar nonsense. Men and women with the same experience doing the same exact job, no, no pay gap or very little payback. Might be might be really small. Um, men and women on a macro scale. Men making less than women, sure. But men also do jobs that women tend not to want to do. Men tend to work themselves to death. Women tend to take time off when they have kids, right? Um, this is a, a complete goofy point by by uh, by uh, Pierce Morgan. I think I think Tate could have kind of pounded home on this if he wanted to. He moved on very quickly, but I think that there's. Actually, you think women should go to work? I think women should work completely. You do. Why wouldn't they? Because in the parts of the country, of the world you were mentioning earlier, that have different views no, of women, they don't go to work. In the parts of the world that person from the podcast was from, for the point I made, yeah, they didn't. But I don't live in those parts of the world. I think women should be free to work if they choose. I think it's very important that 
uh, the family unit remains. I do believe that the most, in my personal view, the most important and respectful thing a woman can do is become a mother. I think that having children is a beautiful thing. Uh, but obviously, if a woman wants to work and wants to have a career, especially now with paternity leave or maternity leave and she can manage to do both, why wouldn't I want women to work? I don't know why anyone would ever assume I don't want women to work or think women can't work because I said that I should keep them safe sometimes. Good. <laughs> no, but it's interesting because you have to look at this, Pierce. It's interesting how people extrapolate. Andrew said that women... They- <clears throat> it's interesting that... Uh, I'm, I'm drinking mango chainsaw. It's interesting how someone can... Someone like Tate or someone like myself can say, hey... Uh, I want my wife to have the opportunity to stay home and raise our kids. And then that can be misconstrued as, well, you don't think women should work. No. I said, I want my wife to stay home and raise my kids and have the opportunity to do that. I am willing to sacrifice and provide that for her. That's fine. That's okay. That's good. When that gets misconstrued as, misogyny or whatever you don't think women should work like it's 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 stupid it's completely dumb it's completely dumb he's responsible for a woman's safety and he said that that gives him authority to make decisions for her safety and that's been misconstrued and he's a bad person he believes that women are property so but now we believe that andrew doesn't believe in love andrew doesn't believe women should work andrew i don't know where all of that comes from well that's why i'm glad we've had a chance to discuss completely i believe women are sovereign individuals and they can make any choice they so desire i think that it's important that we remember that a man has a duty. I think I certainly in my relationship have a financial responsibility to provide for my woman. My woman would never have to work unless she wanted to because I'm the kind of person who works hard enough that should she wouldn't young have men, to. Should young men though, all aspire to be like you? Should young men aspire to work very hard, have no criminal record, become <laughs> multimillionaires, protect and provide for the women close to them, uh, be sovereign so they can stand up and have their own points of view in face of cancellation, be able to not be mentally intimidated when they go on national TV and there's traps set up for them? Yeah, I believe that confident, strong men who stand up and protect and provide for women are a good thing for the world and a good force for the world. And I don't think that I put a magic spell on anybody. I think there's a whole bunch of men in the world who understands my value. And if, if men grow up to be like me, you're going to have a whole bunch of people with no criminal record, dedicated athletes, who protect and provide for the people close to them, are fantastic for the economy. And, we're, and I'm, not, I'm certainly not the worst influence out here, Piers. W. 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 For, uh, for Tate. Here. That was a W for Tate. L for you Pierce. have little Nas twerking on the devil on music videos, which our children are digesting. You have uh, drill art is singing about stabbing people to death in the middle of a knife crime epidemic. You have rabid uh, psychopaths on whether the right or the left announcing violence on the other side. You have all these insanities in the world. And because I sit here and say, I, yeah, perhaps. Now you've, you've laid it out and it offended you, I understand. I didn't say it offended Okay, cool. I just read you the things. You read things that you say they could be offensive and some people are offended. Well, some people definitely were offended. Absolutely. That's fine. And and honestly, I think some of the things you said were genuinely offensive and misogynist. Okay, so they offended you. So like I said earlier, so they offended you, which is fine. I said they offended you, you interrupted me, and now you're saying they offended you, which is fine. And the the point I'm trying to make is this. I'm not the devil. There are certainly worse people than me. I don't disagree with that. And and I'm saying that my core tenets for the people who don't understand me are self-accountability, because I'm accountable for everything I've ever said. My core tenets are responsibility, so I'm responsible for everything I've said. My core tenets are traditional masculinity to a degree, which involves protecting and providing for women. And I'll make another point, another point here that's very, very, that's very, that needs to be said. The number of women who have stood up and stuck up for me is ignored. Thousands of women are making videos saying, I've met Andrew Tate, he's such a nice guy. I wish I had a man like Andrew Tate who felt responsible to protect and provide for me. You know what? I, I do belong to my husband, and that's why I married him and I love him. We ignore the thousands of women who stood up and, and, and stood by me and said everything I said is true. And we're taking a very vocal minority who have taken the things I've said and are pretending to be absolutely and utterly devastated by them okay. for some reason. All right. I mean, time, are, out. time out. Sure. You've had a good, a good run there. Sure. An inquest this week found that a 14-year-old girl, Molly Russell, died from an act of self... So, so up until this point, what do you guys think? I think Tate's doing well. He's, he's holding his own. I think there's a few things that Pierce 
made some great points about. The ownership language was was not well done. The depression doesn't exist, not well articulated. Um, though I agree with Andrew's solution and the types of things we should be doing to relegate, mitigate our mind and our bodies. Um, like I would align more with Tate's solution for that. Um, but I think other than this, Tate's been doing really well, in my opinion. I, th- I think he holds his own down. He would, he was, he responds well, even while being, while being consistently interrupted. Um, here, it took a really weird turn uh, that that um, that he would bring up this story. I didn't understand the point of this. This was really bizarre to me. Tom, while suffering from depression and the negative effects of online content. The coroner said she was exposed to material that may have influenced her in a negative way, and in addition, what started this depression and become a much more serious depressive illness, and she very sadly took her life. That's, that's absolutely disgusting. Right. Her father, terrible. Her father's campaign for better protections against potentially dangerous social media algorithms, right? It says that the particularly graphic content she saw romanticised acts of self-harm, normalised her condition, and focused on a limited and irrational view without any counterbalance of normality. First of all, what is your response to that? Nothing to do with you. That's, yeah, just, that's the first thing. Yeah, it's, it is nothing to do with me. Uh, the fact that a 14-year-old girl... Took- so weird that, that he brought this story up. Like, like it's not even loosely associated with him. It's, he brings it up as a, as a means to tie in, like, online moderation and censorship or, or safety. Like, it was such a weird, inappropriate moment. Life is truly sad. The world we live in today is... The world we live in... The, the fact that something like that happened is almost mind-blowing to me. That's truly, that's truly sad. I actually feel sad inside to see something like that. This fact that they just said it's romanticizing the gory element. I don't know what she was watching, some kind of suicide videos thing. Mm. I don't know where these things are Do you created. think the tech company should be much tougher about stuff like this? I don't know what kind of things she watched, obviously. Mm. I have to be a professional here. I think that the tech companies need to do their best to protect people, I guess, to a degree. But it's a slippery slope, isn't it? And then they use this slippery slope to, to silence some people and to... to right, and I think, that's a, I think it's a really fine line. And it it's is. a complicated line. It is very... Now, I was interested, when you did an interview with The Times, uh, Hugo Rifkin, he's a very good journalist, he did a big... In- he, sa- he, he said they, they use this to silence people. I'll be honest with you guys. This is just me being having a moment of vulnerability. Um, I do my very best to operate within the guidelines here on this platform. Um, but I woke up this morning, as did thousands of other creators, to notice that there's a glitch inside of YouTube's monetization system. So I checked uh, the video I did yesterday, check how it was performing, and then I noticed that there were no green monetization things. And then I logged in to my main channel, then I logged into this channel and, and saw that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't go in and access the monetization. I couldn't see what videos were monetized. I couldn't see where I could place monetization on. Um, and that was horrifying for a brief moment. Like, wait a minute. Like, did, 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 I, did I get sneak owed? Like, did both channels get demonetized instantaneously? And I went on uh, Twitter and Team YouTube and found out that there was thousands of creators. And this channel right now has the monetization uh, up, but my, um, my main channel doesn't still. So it's terrifying to know that something could be misconstrued, something could be misrepresented, something could be um, overcorrected to the point where someone like myself that genuinely tries to play by all the all the rules and genuinely tries to, even if I'm talking about polarizing topics, I try to provide as much of a nuanced perspective as possible. Um, it's, it is scary to know that if I represent certain values and ideals that I could potentially um, maybe not be banned, but, but you know, be, de- be, be demonetized. And we've had videos demonetized over very petty stuff, right? Like stuff that everybody's talking about, stuff get demonetized. I've caught a bogus community strike before. Uh, on January 6th when I was covering the election uh, for, for, for no reason, you know? And so it's, uh, it, 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 it can be scary for creators to know that some of this stuff can, be, can happen. And, uh, and I think a lot of us woke up this morning going, whoa, what the heck's going on? You know? So anyway, let's keep going. Interview with him and 
it was interesting to me, his conclusion, because he kind of concluded that, although he found a lot of the things he said awful and offensive and he didn't like them and he didn't want to be that kind of person that would say those kind of things, nor could he actually work out exactly what you'd done which deserves mass wipeout by all the tech firms. I, I thought it was an interesting conclusion. I don't, you know, I don't know the answer to that, other than the reason I mentioned the Molly Russell case, not because that has anything to do with you at all, and I reiterate that. Thank you. So I simply ask you this. What has come clear to me in the interview is that a lot of things you say you wouldn't say now that you've said before. Well, so I'd say them differently, perhaps. You, you, yeah, right. So to me, that's an acceptance, not just that you want to get back on platforms, because maybe that was one of the reasons you, you were no platform, but that you've recognised and understood the potential harm to the wrong kind of impressionable mind by some of the things you've said. Would that be fair? I think that's 80% fair. I recognise and understand that with massive fame, you have to be more careful about being misconstrued. Like I said earlier, 1% of people misunderstanding you doesn't matter with a small audience. It matters with a very large audience. With power comes responsibility. Mm. I still believe the things I say. I do not want to be a negative force for the world. I also understand that I am a man who's lived a very difficult, nuanced life, and I am capable of making nuanced points that may be misunderstood by teenagers. However, that can be said about anybody and everything. Every opinion online can be misunderstood by children. Trying to protect children from the internet is a very interesting subject in and of itself because I would argue that 80% of the content on the internet is, can be negative or detrimental to a young mind that doesn't understand the world. Yeah. I'd argue that all of it. We just talked about music videos and dancing on the devil and, Listen, and I mean, all this stuff. All think, this stuff is dangerous. By the way, I think you make a very good point on that. So, a lot of these rap stars, the lyrics, the videos, I think far exceed anything that you've been accused of doing. Completely. Because in a lot of cases, some of them promote non-consensual activity with people, right? And I just think that crosses a line you have, as far as I've seen, you haven't crossed that line. No, I haven't. And, I, and this is the thing. And I've been vilified, not because of the things I say, because much more extremist content already exists on the internet. I think the reason I've been attacked and vilified is because of the popularity, because I became so massively famous, not mm. because of what I was actually saying. So as a professional, I analyze that and I understand that, okay, I'm massively famous now and certain things have been taken out of context. However, I still do believe I'm a force for good in the world. And I'm not going to sit here have and you say, changed, though? I don't, it's not about changing. Well, it is. We're all involved in evolution. How old are you now? I'm 36. 36, right? I bet you're a different person to what you were when you were 26. Oh, that's, and absolutely, 16, that's right? absolutely a fact. So we all change. And Mike, you know, keep talking about being a good person. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure he was a different person at 31 than he is at 36. Early 30s to mid 30s, that's a big jump. It's a big jump. I think jump. if you're honest with yourself, yeah. that you can see why people found a lot of the stuff you've said problematic and misogynist. And I think you recognized you wouldn't express yourself in that way again because you've understood that it's caused a lot of harm. And that's really. Really what I wanted to get to today was an acknowledgement by you that these things clearly were said in the wrong way, created the wrong impression, if you didn't mean them the way you intended them, and can therefore have a malevolent influence when you have a huge following. Yeah, when you have a huge following, you certainly have to be a lot more careful about how you get certain points across. That's absolutely a fact. Andrew, I appreciate you coming all the way from Romania. Thank you. It's been- all right, so um, generally speaking, I think, I think Tate did a great job representing himself, making his points, making his arguments, um, I think Pierce definitely took some L's. Um, I don't know if Pierce was really trying to persuade him or what, but there's definitely some awkward parts. My question for you guys is, if you never heard of Tate before this, if you maybe you haven't heard of Tate before this, I really want to hear from you guys. Do you think that if you maybe had a negative perspective of him, did this persuade you at all? Do you think he persuaded people who maybe had a negative perspective or maybe didn't know anything about him. Do you think Tate in this situation persuaded people? I think, I don't know, it's hard to call. I sent this to some of my my friends who um, weren't up on Tate and weren't fans of him, like they had a negative perception. And it was mixed. Like they were like, oh, okay, like it, it definitely isn't the narrative that's vilified him to get a, to get a, to get a better accurate representation of him, I think. But they weren't like won over to him, if that makes sense. 
Do you know what I mean? And so I think um, I think that it's possible that he at least appeared sane and not as 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 cuckoo as people have made him out to be and vilified him to be. Um, some of you guys said my views on him changed. Um, there's some sketchy things about him, uh, but still, dude has integrity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so 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 that would be that would that would be my question is like did did did, did this persuade anybody? Um, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I it, only time will tell. You know, this wasn't a good platform um, to learn about Tate. Valuetainment was definitely better for that. Valuetainment was just long, and I think Valuetainment, which which are buddies of mine, like like I consider uh, Sauce a friend. Uh, I'm, I'm friendly with with Patrick, but David. Um, I don't know if that that was too too much of a friendly environment, and I think Pierce was a bit too combative, in my opinion. I, th- I think there needs to be someone a bit more objective, that's neither, you know, good good nor bad for him. I would love to do an interview with Tate. I don't think he'd sit down with me, um, but I think I think there's some there's some ideas there that could be explored deeper. You know, the question is this. Uh, Andrew Tate is a professional what? Oh, that's that's I saw I saw my buddy Arthur talk about that. Um, well, professional kickboxer. He's a professional influencer. He's a professional casino manager. You know, I have a more positive viewpoint of him, but would still not recommend him to use your three categories. Yes, absolutely. Um, I can say I like Tate, but he's at least pretty firm on where he stands. Sitting with Joe Rogan for two hours would be good. Uh, yeah, I think that that's a great one. I think I think Rogan would would have a a pretty balanced fair conversation with him he's not that bad and obviously should not have been banned agreed agreed um you can disagree with his views uh same way you might disagree with a neighbor he still has the right to be in the neighborhood i agree i think people hate who people say to hate yes and that and the group think around that is is gross i would i will i will give you guys that the group think around that is gross i'd be surprised if he wouldn't sit down with you the only reason i could see of it is maybe reach, but any Tate interview is going to do numbers yeah yeah, yeah maybe i don't know i mean i got i gotta figure out how to even reach out to him they got the stupid thing where you can pay 250 dollars a minute to talk to him uh and i and i'm guessing he's not coming to southern california anytime soon so then i'd have to figure out a way to fly to romania and do the interview which would be would be a lot i probably wouldn't do that anytime soon but anyway guys um I, i'm curious from you guys though uh, i'd love to see you sit down with a biblical uh or christian yeah i think i think that would be the fun part because I, f- I feel like i could maybe correct some of his erroneous theology around some of the things he believes in terms of scripture and what the Bible teaches. Because there's a difference between being Christian and, and, and a Christian ethic around these polarizing topics and being traditional or conservative. And I think he conflates the two, in my opinion. The question of Kirst is a, is a, a Christian because he's been divorced twice, terrible take. No, I don't question um, if he's a Christian. I said I never knew he was a Christian. And I think the fact that he's been divorced twice doesn't give him a ton of authority to speak into Christian marriage or ideal marriages. Um, And yes, I think God hates divorce. And I think generally speaking, um, if you are a follower of Jesus and you get divorced twice, meaning you are an active practicing Christian and you get divorced twice, um, that is very uh, problematic to me. And I'm not saying life doesn't happen. I'm not saying people don't go through stuff. Um, but but if you're in a position of influence and that happens twice to you as a follower of Jesus, uh, I don't think it's wild for people to go, yeah, what, what happened there, right? Um, so do I think somebody can be a Christian and go through divorce or go through heartache and go through hardship? Absolutely. Do I think that that positions them to then speak on marriage as if they're an authority? No. 
right? And the more you get divorced, the more likely you will to get divorced again. Look that up. I'm sorry, but those are the facts. Go look up the statistics. Anybody that's been divorced one time is more likely to get divorced a second time, is more likely to get divorced a third time, is more likely to get divorced a fourth time. It doesn't get easier. So, no, I don't think people like that are all of a sudden authorities on marriage in, in Christianity. That doesn't mean that God can't use them. doesn't mean they're not Christian. doesn't mean they're going to hell. That doesn't mean they're not saved. But, but to pretend that someone who's ran marriages into the ground from omission or commission, meaning he, he didn't stop it, he created an environment where that happened, or he intentionally went out and caused the destruction of his marriage, is all of a sudden an authority. Um, no, they're claiming uh, Pierce Morgan has been divorced, not Tate. Uh, I, th I, think, I think it's wild. You know what I'm saying? I think that's wild to, to say that. Um, my problem is the traditional conservative altar where people think ascribing to certain Christian morals concerning manhood and womanhood makes you a Christian. Yeah. I wonder if Tate wants to question before the interview. No, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think Tate needs questions before the interview. I think he's down at... It sounds like he's down to talk about whatever. Uh, 30 minutes would be $3,700. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm not paying that. Um, I'm not paying that. It wouldn't be worth it. I just wish that nobody I pray would measure this football. Oh, God. Um, so anyway, those are my thoughts on this conversation. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed them. I want to hear from you guys. Let me know. Drop a comment. Make sure you hit this video with the like button. And make sure you're subscribed to Bless God Studios. Make sure you sign up and get your $7 tickets for the podcast launch October 20th. On Moment, the link for that is in the description. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be back. Do you think Tate is useful for redeeming the culture? Um, redeeming the culture? No. I think he could be useful, if you were to get saved, for redeeming the culture. I think Tate is useful as a barometer um, for where the pulse of certain people are going. And I think there is some utility to some of the things he says, but I think he needs to clean up a lot of things. Does America have a place to speak from dealing with marriage? That's a great point. I think statistical first divorce uh, are at 60% second divorce, 70% third divorce, 70%. Yeah. Um, thank you for the for the super chat leap of faith. I appreciate you, my guy. <clears throat> $37? No, I don't, I don't know about that. Because uh, it's, it's remote. So, no, I wouldn't pay for that. All right. Guys, I got to go. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I will be back uh, maybe on the second channel later tonight. I'm not sure. We're going to take the kids to the pumpkin patch. I'll see you later. All right? Peace.